Anakin asks Palpatine about the main about the secret McDonald's menu. How does one just know this power? How does one know about the secret menu? Not from a Jedi. <laughs> Have you ever the heard menu? the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise? He got eleven nuggets instead of ten. <laughs> oh my god. I just oh that's comedy gold. That's comedy gold. Mm-hmm. See 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 Tyler, you are you are funny. Okay. Never said I wasn't. Yeah. I feel like you're the only one that was that needed to reaffirm that. You're funny. I've always thought you were funny, Tyler. Why thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay, we ready? I'm ready and I'm recording. Are you recording? Same. I'm recording. Uh, transition it over. And we are live. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Chart Shot Gamescast. I'm your host, Ben, a.k.a. The Marvelous Iggy. And joining me is the man responsible for the blue and silver for tonight's episode and for the future of this very show and website, Zero, Justin. I tried really hard um, to get everything ready for this week because I talked about it last week and I, I pressured myself. Um, so I hope it all looks okay. We're the Dallas Cowboys of the internet. I don't know what that means. Uh, you're not going to know what that means, but just roll with it. What? And They're uh, not even... Silver and blue—that's I mean, their colors. Yeah, but it's like it's like a it's like royal blue. We, we've got the um, you act, you the Metroid like, Dread Samus colors going. Nerds don't know the difference between differences of blue. They don't know color theory like you and I do. Hmm. And joining us, he—he uh, <laughs> he wants to be Terry Bogard's son, but too bad Rock Howard has that distinction. Tyler, hey, come on, come on. There you go, full and full on. I love when Tyler cosplays. It's Thank great. You. We should. We it's for all of me. We need to do like our cosplay. No, nah, this is just my natural trust. street clothes. I don't usually dress like this. It's tr- well, that's probably true. I've never seen him outside of work, so I wouldn't know. So I'm gonna have <laughs> to believe you. Um, all right, everybody. We have the Charge Shot Games Cast. But before we start, I do want to start something with a little heavy handed. And I apologize if you do not come here for that. But uh, I feel like it's important. It is. And I've said this before. If something's big enough that we should mention it, we're only gonna mention. It, we're not gonna talk about it too much. But uh, as of a few hours ago, uh, if you are not keeping up with the news, uh, Russia has officially put Ukrainian soldiers on, or Russia has put put their soldiers on Ukrainian soil. Granted, it is the pro-Russian part of the country. It still doesn't matter. It is the fact that Russian troops have officially invaded into uh, Ukraine. And a lot of uh, U.S. intelligence, as well as other sources, basically believe that this is just the tip of the iceberg for Putin. So... I basically just want to say this to my thoughts are with all the Eastern European countries that are the people of Ukraine, uh, anybody who's in close proximity affected by this. Any, uh, I personally don't know anybody that part of the world, but still, um, luckily nothing, some things have happened, um, and some tragic things have happened, but um, uh, hopefully uh, something could co- uh, it doesn't lead to further bloodshed. Um, we'll see how it goes, but just my thoughts and prayers, and our, I think by extension, our thoughts and prayers to the people uh, in Australia. In, um, in, in Eastern Europe tonight. Uh, all right, so uh, from that, uh, let's go ahead and move on with the regular show. We are running a bit behind, but that's okay because it's what we do. Uh, Justin, <laughs> um, did you finish your little uh, handheld market doohickey thingy? Uh, I didn't fully finish it. Like, it works, and I have... Uh, sorry. <laughs> um, and... Um, I have like the pieces of it like separately because um, I got the the eight bit dough controller that I wanted, um, and then I have like the the screen in 
kind of a a case that I've like glued together. Um, but I want to do like a Nintendo DS like clamshell design, and I cannot figure out a hinge solution that like kind of you know goes in in uh, like steps like the DS does. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can't put it together yet. Because uh, the idea is to ha- essentially have something that kind of, like, you know, rests at a certain point. Um, so I can, like, still reach the back triggers and stuff. And then, you know, closes somewhat together. Like, obviously you've got the, the thumbsticks in the way. But it would mostly close together. Um, but I gotta figure that part out still. I tried to, like, just look at the hardware store. But pretty much everything they had was, like you know, normal hinges. And I even, I did a little, um, like, print-in-place, like, 3D print hinge, which is actually kind of cool. It's just a little, like, it literally, like, I printed it like this, and it just kind of swivels on itself um, because there's, like, slight gaps when you print it. So when it's done, you can just kind of, like, break it, like, break the, the slight, you know, connection between them, and it's a solid piece with, like, a... Um, uh, bar in the middle, mm-hmm. but it doesn't like it doesn't lock or anything. It's just it's just a floppy hinge, which is like I could find at the hardware store too. Um, so I might have to like special order something that's kind of more for like uh, table legs or not table legs, um, like table um, supports. You know the kind of thing where it's like it it goes like together and then like snaps it like 90 degrees and like ideally snaps again at 180 and just deal with that um i'd like to have a little more granular steps but i probably not i'm not gonna be able to get it um but i really wanted to keep everything printed or like you know what i already own um i already bought the controller because my ps3 option wasn't really working for me um but the emulation itself works really well um i have pretty much everything up through like GameCube and PS2 running. Um, I've tested a few things, but um, I haven't I haven't played around with it too much yet because it's awkward, like propping the screen up somewhere <laughs> and then holding the controller. Um, I pretty much just go in and, and you know test a game and then call it. But we're getting there. Um, and then of course I was you know working on graphics and stuff all weekend, so I didn't have a lot of time to play around with it. Um, but, uh, as far as what I've actually been playing, um, mostly cyberpunk, actually. Really? Um, the game, That's... yeah, the, really the game that, um, kind of released like a wet fart after a lot of hype, um, because it was broken, um, has put out its next gen upgrade version and it's a much more solid game. Um, it's still a little glitchy. I mean, I feel like Witcher 3 is pretty glitchy, too. Like, a lot of those, like, open-world, ambitious games... That's gonna happen. Yeah, it's just the nature of the beast. Yeah. But I'm actually really enjoying the game. Um, I'm mostly kind of mainlining the story. Uh, it's... My whole thing with open-world games is I get very easily distracted. (laughs) Um, and so I never actually do anything, because I'm just, like wandering off somewhere on my way to an objective and then never get to the objective. Um, so I'm trying to focus on the actual story as much as possible. Um, and it's pretty cool. 
like I like that there's kind of three different ways you start the game. Um, it's got that kind of um, uh, Trials of Mana concept where like yeah. there's a you know unique intro for each opening, mm-hmm. and then you kind of have some um, some different like dialogue options depending on which route you went in the beginning. Uh, just kind of like an expertise and in, in different uh, things. Like I went the corporal route, which is kind of the um, the like top tier business person. And no matter what, you kind of end up in the same place. It's like it's it's like a matter of how you get there, but you pretty much end up in the same place. It's um, it's like choosing your um your Mass Effect origin story. Like, are you a colonist? Are you a spacer? Are you from Earth? It's kind of like that. Like it gives it's just give, but more fleshed out in the sense that you actually get to see where you're starting out from. Right. Exactly. Um. So like with the with the corpo thing, um, you kind of start in your high rise like fancy business position. And your boss, like, tasks you with this uh, very sensitive, like, secretive project. Um, and you go, like, meet a, a friend or whatever to, like... Because um, you, you can't really trust anyone with this information. So, like, you go to the one person you can trust. You talk to him at a bar. And you get, like... Um, you get cornered by these shady people that somehow know this project you've been put on. And, like... Um, uh, scramble your brain essentially like you know everyone in the cyberpunk world has all these augments and things like that so um they scramble like the the um like mechanical parts that kind of control your mind or whatever um and take the like the data disc from you um that has all the you know sensitive information about this job and then like essentially leave you for dead so it's um, basically the plot of jojo part six Sure. <laughs> um, and when I had briefly jumped into it f- in the PS4 version, like when I got the game, just to kind of see, you know, what it was, um, I wanted to be able to compare. So I went a different route. Um, I did the, I think it was like the street kid route or whatever. And you pretty much like start where the, the corpo ends up kind of like, you know, in the slums or whatever. Um, and in that one, you still like go to meet, um, a contact at a bar um, about a job, but it's like it's much more kind of low tier. Um, you're just some you know slum kid like trying to make money. Um, whereas the corpo, it's like basically your entire life is upended because you know they take everything from you and leave you in a gutter essentially. Um, and I'm really liking the corpo route because like the whole game is kind of about like upending the corporations. Um, like hacking your way back to the top or whatever. And so going in with like the um, kind of the corpo dialogue options um, gives you a heads up in a lot of the jobs because um, you're like, you know, you're, you're taking these jobs to essentially take down the, the business people. And you have these uh, dialogue options that come up like, oh, I know all about them. Like, you know, I, 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 I can I can take care of this. Don't worry about me. Um, and so, like, there was one option. There was one thing where uh, you're supposed to go pick up this, like, um, this, like, AI drone uh, from these shady types who, like, have been paid for their services, but, like, haven't turned over the asset. And um, so you have to kind of kind of go, like, bully them into, uh, you know, giving it up for you. Um, so you can take it to the person that needs to get it. And um, you go to the job and they basically are like, you know, I don't care who you who you paid, like who you worked with. 
Um, they're not here anymore, so you have to work with us. We want payment again. Um, and, like, normally you have to either just kind of, you know, kill them all and steal the thing, or, like, pay them a ridiculous amount that you don't have yet, because it's the beginning of the game. Um, or, you know, some other way try to, like, convince them. Um, but there might be a way to do this normally, but I at least know, like, with the Corpo route, um, you can go, like, meet with a, with an old, uh, business contact and, like, kind of, um, like, blackmail her into, um, giving you the, the corporate credit card to pay for it instead. So, like, you use, you know, their money to go buy this thing again, essentially. Um, and then, like, with my insider information, I was able to, uh, like, clear out a, um, a tracking virus inside the credit card, um, that, like, would have led them right to the bad people. Um, and so, like, you know, I conned these people into paying for the thing for me, and then, um, you know, killed the tracker, and paid for the thing a second time, and, like, made those guys my friends on the way out, um... And, like, I thought I was honestly going to make it out without having to fight anything. Because I'm not a big fan of the combat in the game, honestly. Um, it's a little... At least with the controller, because I'm on PS5. It's a little uh, loose. Like, I, I'm I'm struggling with kind of precision um, shooting and stuff. And melee is almost, like, worthless a lot of the time. Because everyone else has a gun. So it's like you're running into a firefight with a sword? Uh, probably not. <laughs> Um, if you're playing which Halo, is sad. it would be the opposite problem. Yeah, exactly. But that, like, I mean, the shooting feels great, and also the, you know, the swords, like, launch you forward. Yep. Um, this is more like, you can block, but you're not gonna block bullets that much. Um, so yeah, anyway, I thought I, I was trying to go through this whole mission without having to fight anything. Um, because that's the way I'd prefer to play. There's some nice stealth options and stuff like that. But I wanted to avoid, like, a full-on firefight. Um, so I got through it all, dialogues, everything. And then the um, the Corpo people still found a way to come after us. Which felt like kind of a cop-out. But I didn't mind it because, like, the guys that, you know, I I paid off or whatever helped me with the fight. Um, so it was kind of cool to, like, you know, sneak our way out, like, past all the bad guys um, with the people that I went to con on my side. Um, but I imagine there's like a bunch of different ways you could have done that. Um, cause there's also like, there's tons of hacking options, you know, like I said, there's stealth. Um, I'm pretty sure I butched, I, I butchered a few of the dialogue options. So I probably could have gotten through that, you know, without any issues. Um, but yeah, it feels very open-ended and it kind of brings me back to like the Deus Ex games, which I really liked too. Um, with the way you can like hack anything around you. And you can even, like, hack the enemies um, to, like, short-circuit their, uh, their like, augments and things like that in different ways. Um, and obviously, as you go, you get, you know, more upgrades and stuff that you can, um, like, have more hacking abilities, more augments, that kind of thing. Excuse me. And um, so, like, right now, I can really only do basic things. Like, I can uh, override their optics to, like, temporarily blind the enemy. Um, and I can, like, um, kind of, uh, 
mal- make make different like uh, machines and stuff around, like vending machines and stuff, uh, malfunction to try to distract the enemies. So they like you know go over to that thing, and then I can sneak up behind them and like stealth kill them or whatever. Um, there's some options like that that are really cool. But um, I just I like the amount of freedom in the game. It it really does feel like there's no one way to play it, um, and it's rare that games get that right it's usually like you always kind of feel like it's gonna end up the same way no matter what choices you make um but this one has a lot of like optional objectives and things like that um and it also it actually feels pretty dynamic like with the mission structures and stuff because you can go in you know guns blazing in every situation or kind of talk through it that kind of thing um there's also like i had just done a mission where you like kind of go into this vr mode and um relive different memories that people have they kind of like they record their memories in this like data set and then you like watch their memories like i guess minority report style um and like can kind of you know take a dynamic camera around the scene that they lived um and like scan different objects and things like that inside their memory to get other information um so like i was trying to get gimli i was podcasting i was gonna say like normally we can't hear your cats but i was just like wow (laughs) he's so loud dad Um, i want food he's been vomiting anyway oh we have to yeah we have to take him to the vet soon um but yeah so um it, it was kind of it was mostly a tutorial thing, but um, it and the concept interested me. You're basically like, like I said, you're living through someone else's memories, and the goal of this one is to um, gain like information that would be useful to take down this person. Um, and so someone kind of like went in, um, like infiltrated his his home or whatever, um, sexually, uh, you know, to just be blunt, like it's a very sexual game. They went in under of the course. pretense of like. You know, I'm going to hook up with you and then steal information that you don't know about. Um, and so the scene is like, hey, you know, you go get more comfortable. I'm going to I'm going to turn on some music or whatever. And so, like, they're going to, like, the, you know, different data pads and things like that. So when you're living the memory, um, you can actually, like, hack in, like, remote hack into the memory version of the data pad, which really doesn't make any sense. But... Um, I guess somehow the data is stored in the memory. Um, and, uh, yeah. And you can, like, kind of scan anything in the in the environment, like, check out the um, security um, in the area to kind of get some insight before you actually go to the place in the mission. Um, so that, like, you're more prepared once you, you know, have to go there. Um it's it's a weird thing to explain. Like it's it's one of those things. Like I don't I didn't totally understand what I was doing, but it was kind of neat. Like it, it was different. It wasn't like a you know traditional little hacking mini game like a lot of uh, you know futuristic games do or whatever. You were actually like scanning through like a, a memory scene to find the important details and the things that were like um, you know key to know. It kind of reminded me of the um, like the the crime reconstruction scenes in Arkham Knight. Yeah, I was gonna uh, say. Yeah, that's that's the closest comparison I can think of to it. 
Um, because that is kind of like, you know, looking through the crime scene, um, finding, and I guess also in the, in the Telltale Batman games, it kind of does that too. It does. Um, but you know, finding the important evidence, um, to figure out what happened. This is kind of the same way, except it's more like forward thinking of like finding the evidence for things that will, um, possibly have an effect later. Like I assume the next mission is going to be, you know, going to that penthouse, um, and, like, knowing where all the security cameras and, like, alarm systems and stuff like that are will be helpful in infiltrating the penthouse. Um, so it's more like in a stealth way, I guess. But, yeah. I don't know. It's it's a really cool game. Um, there's a lot to manage. Like, crafting system. Um, you know, constantly upgradable equipment. Um, there's kind of a, a Fallout-style, like, um, attribute and perk system. Where, like, every attribute can be, you know, upgraded as you level up, and then you also get perks from leveling up and from doing other, like, various things um, that get you extra perk points. And so, like, each of those attributes has three skill trees attached to it, which is pretty overwhelming, honestly. (laughs) Um, And I imagine you can't, you know, unlock everything. You have to kind of focus your character in certain fields, but... A lot of this stuff seems really useful, and I don't know what to pick at each level. Um, but there is a respec system, too. So, like, if you get so far, then, you know, you can always go back in and um, and reallocate after the fact. Which You did this thing. Keanu Reeves approves. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the, just the world. Like, I'm just enjoying, like, kind of exploring the areas. Because, I mean... Now that it's not broken to do anything in, like, it's a really well-crafted city that you're exploring. Um, I'm not a big fan of driving. Like, I've pretty much been walking everywhere because you also find, like, little crimes and stuff to to interrupt um, as you, you know, go on to the next mission. Like, you might find some thugs, like, uh, keeping a hostage or whatever in a, in a construction site. Um... And as you walk by, it'll, like, their little warning will go up. And you can scan everything around you at any given time. Um, so, like, you can, you know that they're, you know, bad guys, but that they'll leave you alone if you just keep walking. Um, but if you hover on them too long, they'll be like, hey, you know, get out of here. Like, uh, unless you, unless you want to be part of the problem or whatever. Um, and you can take them out and, like, save the day. And it, like, gives you some street cred. Um which that system plays and into a lot the beginning of, the... of Persona Five. Damn, brat! I'll sue. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Um, it's uh, that's a system that ties into a lot of the shops and stuff. Like the more street cred you have, the more things are available in most shops, um, and like it it opens up some more augments and things like that for your um, your body parts because that's a whole other system where you can like add different upgrades into your body parts. Um, some of it's story related, some of it's, you know, optional, but there's not a lot available early on because it's all stupid expensive. And I'm not really sure how to make money. Um, like on a large scale, I mean, cause pretty much everything you can sell is like worthless. So you end up, um, you sell your uh, dismantling body everything. What? You sell your body, the science. I mean, that's kind of how it feels with the augments, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) I owe, like, 20,000 credits or whatever for the augments that were already put into me for story reasons. So, I don't even have enough money to pay that off, much less get anything else. 
Um, but yeah, that, that's something that intrigues me. But like, it feels very basic early on because you just can't afford anything and you're kind of just, you know, every new mission is still, um, is still tutorial related. But I didn't get to really play it until like the weekend, pretty much. So I'm not super far in because um, it came out Tuesday and I was free Tuesday, but it took friggin forever to download. They kept saying an hour left, and then an hour later, it would still be an hour left. And four hours later, I went to bed, and it was still an hour left. <laughs> wow. So it finished at some point in the middle of the night, but, like, the time never changed. So I had no idea. Like, I just saw the percentage going up, but I had no idea how long it was going to take. It was making me mad. Because I wanted to play on Tuesday, but oh well. Anyway, um, that's most of what I've been playing, honestly. Um, I really want to get that game Cyberpunk for for PC because I feel like that yeah. would be the kind of game I could like get my teeth into and not want to let go. Yeah, I, I mean it definitely feels like that. Like I I put it down today. Um, I've pretty much been like starting my day with it, so it's like it's good, you know, while I'm drinking my coffee and just kind of you know waking up still. Like it's a good thing to get lost in for a while. But I was like, I need to put this down, or I'm gonna do it all day. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I had like just finished a big mission and I was like, yeah, this is a good stopping point. If I start another mission, I'm going to be here for hours. Um, but it's really cool. Like, I'm glad that they put the time in to fix it. Um, because it would have been a shame for this game to die in obscurity and bugs. Um, when it clearly had so much potential from the start, it was just poorly made. But um, we'll talk, more. I think, a little bit more about it in the news, um, detail a lot of the changes and stuff that came out with this version. Um, but I assume, like, the the patches and everything for it have been across every version. It's just the next-gen version um, was finally, like, releasing the, you know, PS5 Series X um, upgrade of the game that yeah. has, like, ray tracing and things like that. But, like, the stability patches and stuff are everywhere so like even the ps4 and xbox one versions run better obviously you know pc has been fine for a while yeah. uh, that was the most stable and then people were making mods and stuff for it so like i wasn't worried about that one but i got it for like 10 bucks on ps4 a while back with like the steel book and everything um when you know they were trying to get rid of their copies so <laughs> hey i'll take that free ps5 upgrade that's pretty rad yeah I think that's pretty much all I got. Um, I did some more uh, uh, Tiny Tina DLC with Thomas. That's kind of been our Wednesday thing. Um, I would have, I would guess we have one more uh, week of that because uh, we were like headed to Dragon's Keep, like you know the title of the game, um, but there was like a really long like sewer dungeon section that we got stuck in. Um, I didn't expect. So, like, it's a longer game than I thought it was. When it said, like, that when the next mission objective was get to Dragon Keep and, like, save the princess or whatever, I was like, oh, cool, we're almost done. And then we spent all night in that dungeon um, and never saw the keep. So, it's cool, though. Sick. Alright, Mr. King of Fighters, what do you got for us? Alright, so, the first thing that I'm gonna cover, um... I actually uh, spent a little bit of time in Master Duel this week. Um, as of this recording, the uh, XC's um, festival is going on right now. It'll probably end by the time the 
pre-recorded uh, version of this episode goes up. I don't know how long it's going on. Anyway, the whole point of this festival is the only extra deck monsters that you can use are XE's monsters. No shit. So, and they also have its own exclusive ban list. Um, one of them being one of the most obnoxious uh, monsters that you can find online. Eldlitch the Golden Lord is completely forbidden. And I thank the Yu-Gi-Oh! Heavens for that because I am so sick of fighting that Be not monster. afraid. <laughs> Yeah, right. Anyway, I dabbled that for a bit. I actually live-streamed it yesterday, and uh, it's pretty cool. You get a whole bunch of sick rewards for not just winning duels, but also uh, even losing yields some pretty sick rewards. Like, you get oh, a stupid amount of uh, gems, and uh, there are also exclusive uh, card points that you get for uh, XE's-related packs, and you can get those very quick- quickly as well. And, uh, yeah, I kind of dabbled with that for a bit. Um, also, during this week, I actually beat Pokemon Legends Arceus. Uh, the main story, anyway. Um, I'm not going to go too deep into the details, but I will say that before, um, I'll, before I even attempted to try to beat the story, Ben uh, told us on Discord that, that your team has to be at least level 60 or something. Um, my team was all in the low 50s, and I was oh. able to beat it just fine. Just so. saying, man, I was, it was just like, you might wanna. It's just, just a word of advice. That's it. You also issued a challenge, though. To what? If you remember. What challenge did I issue? I don't remember this. Yeah, you basically said, like, I dare you to try to do it lower than that. I did not, I don't remember saying that. Well, if you didn't, I did anyway, so... Yeah, there's that. Uh, I also dabbled a little bit in some of the post-game stuff, um, one of which is a little uh, mini-mission where you can finally uh, uh, find legendary Pokemon in the wild. The yeah. only one I actually attempted was uh, the little mini-quest for Shaman, the little grass hedgehog. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically its whole deal is uh, it helps some guy uh, get out of the woods because he has the most terrible sense of direction ever. And he wanted to find the garden that it resides in uh, just to be, uh, show his thanks to it. So you find the place. It's like a dead grass field full of a whole bunch of wilted flowers. And the guy shows his gratitude to Shaman, who pops up, and it's so adorable. Look at it. Like, I want to pet this thing. And uh, he's like, well, I guess I'm going to go now. Uh, you, you're probably going to catch this thing, right? Well, I'll leave you to it. And I'm like, yeah, sure, this seems fun. Like, it looks nice enough. It's probably just going to let me catch in in one shot. <laughs> the f- little thing tries to fucking kill me with um, with, like, with its grass attacks. I forget which one it was. And I was so scared that I ran off and I was like, nah, I'm, I'm not dealing with this right now. Um, if all the quests are like this, nah, no thanks. I have terrible <laughs> luck catching legendary Pokemon anyway. So trying to catch it in this system is probably too much of a hassle for my taste so i got a little frustrated with that and then i immediately switched to a comfort game that i like to go back to every once in a while and that is katamari damasi i have to say it like that it's a terrible condition anyway it's a charming little game um for those that don't know um it's basically a game where your prince and uh, of uh, the King of Cosmos um, makes you roll things up into a ball because he had the audacity in a drunken stupor 
to eliminate every single star in the sky. So it's up to you to roll things up in a ball and then make the stars with that uh, the things that you collected. And it's really charming. Like, it's one of those games where you could just sit back, relax, and just roll shit up. There's, like, no enemies to fight. The, the objective is to just roll things up. And it's fun. And uh, the, the soundtrack is uplifting. It's great. I just have a good time playing this game, man. Like, I got up to um, the six star uh, this week. And uh, it does get progressively harder. Like, the Katamari sizes always get bigger and bigger. And um, the stuff that you roll up, um, you can't really tell sometimes if you're big enough to roll it up. Because you do have to be a certain height to actually absorb it into your being. But yeah, Must be this I, tall to absorb being. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so yeah, other than that, in case you didn't tell from uh, my choice of attire, the King of Fighters 15 dropped this week. And uh, wouldn't you know it... I dabbled in not only the PS5 version, but also the PC version, just for the sake of comparisons. And, uh, yeah, this game's fun. Like, just going into, like, um, uh, the training mode just to try out, like, random characters is super fun. Like, it's King of Fighters at its core. You pick three characters uh, from a grand total of 39, I believe, uh, yes. across several different teams. And... Um, they all have their own play styles. Uh, they all have their own purposes. And um, depending on who you choose, uh, you can choose your favorites. You can choose, like, you can have, like, a dedicated grappler. You can have, like, a rushdown. Um, that kind of stuff. And if you're not familiar with King of Fighters, it's basically a one-on-one -on -one fighter. But every time a character is knocked out, it immediately switches to the next one in the row. And whatever damage that you did to uh, the opponent kind of lingers for a bit. So it's basically um, Marvel vs. Capcom without the tag system, in a sense. And uh, yeah, um, comparing it to like other games, like it has the best online that uh, any SNK has ever had because of the advent of Rollback Netcode, as said in the trailer from several months back. Uh, they recently added it to 98 and 2002, just to test it out. And uh, the online is buttery smooth, I'll tell you what. Uh, ben and I were playing a few matches earlier today after we, um, after we recorded for uh, Cinema Shot. And uh, we just had ourselves a grand old time just messing around with characters that we haven't tried out yet. And uh, I haven't really decided fully on a team yet. Of course, I'm going my boy Terry Bogard, as you can see here. And uh, I also kind of uh, grown fond of playing My Shiranui, a.k.a. the ninja babe that everybody knows. Like, even if you're not an <laughs> SNK aficionado, you know who Mai is. Hey, she was in that one hentai. What? <laughs> what? Yeah, I know, right? Actually, she was. I think, I think the Fatal Fury movie director made a hentai. Masari Abari. Specifically made a character in his hentai to look like my Shiranui, but it was not my Shiranui. Like, did my original character not still just to do weird shit to my? So it's of like, of course he did. Listen, listen did you? I, I get it. It was my Sharona. Uh, Shiranui. Uh, uh, yeah, she's yeah, that the makes one sense. In in Smash, that Sakurai said like only good boys and girls can be in there, and no big titties for you, Smash kids, except Bayonetta. 
And Blue uh, Mary is in the game any, uh, too. Well, anyway, Bayonetta doesn't have her cleavage sticking out. That's that's the that's the big issue. In her Bayo one uh, costume, she does not like my not not like my. You know my oh, no. it all hang out. Yeah, man, and it's all part of her design on purpose. She's basically a horny check where if you're too distracted by her bounciness, then you losing to her is your fault. I like to think that uh, that's a really clever way of incorporating uh, Mai's choice of attire, if that makes any sense. Also, fun fact about Masario Nabi, he, he actually uh, directed um, a little short vignette uh, advertising King of Fighters 15 in... It's super hype. You can actually find it in the gallery options in the game proper. Yeah, I definitely advise checking it out because it is a big love letter to all those folks that watch the old-ass Fatal Fury movies from the 90s. But yeah, aside from that, that's pretty much all I got. So yeah, uh, Tyler neglected to, to mention, but he gifted me King of Fighters. The motherfucker bought King of Fighters three different times. Yes, I did. Uh, so, uh, this is how so much mm-hmm. he, he loves SNK. Uh, but, yeah, I was calling King Fighters, didn't buy it, uh, just because I didn't think I would have time to do it. And this guy bought it for me, and I played it uh, Sunday night, and I played some matches with him. And it's just very different. Like, it, I knew King of Fighters is always different, but even then, like, under it's a four-button fighter. I'm used to six-button fighters, and I'm sure I'll get the hang of it. Like, I actually got some basic shit down. Um, yeah. I haven't gone online yet because I'm scared of online because I've heard it's filled with a lot of K- KOF veterans. And I think this is probably the best time in this first week to get into it because there's a whole bunch of new players in the player base. And um, I'm pretty sure you'll have a much easier time. Um, Not the guy I ran into last night. With, uh... Oh, boy, I am sorry. I got I got bodied hard by with one side. But regardless, uh, I do think the game has a lot of great presentation. Um, in terms of how it, pres- uh, in terms of like its characters, the announcers, the UI, there's a lot of okay. I like this. Like um, the colors just pop to me. Um, I still don't understand how the system mechanics work. Um, I'm ba- I'm still struggling with how to do short hops more consistently. It's just such a different game. Like it was easy for me to transfer from say Street Fighter Mortal Kombat because even though they're those are vastly different games. There's something about them to where like I can wrap my head around them. Versus SNK is com- or uh, King of Fighters is completely different than that. I can't play it like a Street yeah, Fighter. It's, it or... demands a much more uh, precise uh, layout. Like you have to do these button sequences perfectly. Whereas games like Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat, you're a bit more loose with how you do your combos. Yeah, and I think that's what I gotta, gotta get practice to. And also, I don't know what characters I want to play. Uh, playing with Tyler, uh, I kind of figure out who I kind of like just on pressing buttons alone. Um, there's a character called Luong because of co- I had to play the long, the girl, the woman with the long legs and the sexy body appeal. And I was like, please don't let me like her. Please don't let me like her. And I like her because she has cool kicking legs. And I fucking she, knew it. Like, of course, of course. Uh, I tried this big buff Rambo looking dude called uh, Ralph. I love that. This is just his name. Ralph, Ralph. Jones, one of the Akari warriors from the 80s. Yeah, um, yeah, uh, that's why I said he looks like Rambo. Um, uh, like he, he's cool. And the other one I'm kind of floating around is Blue Mary. Uh, uh, I thought she was a grappler, but uh, I don't really know. I, I don't know what to categorize characters. I've kind of I floated around. Like, of course, I played Terry because why are you? Why would you not play Terry Bogard? Like Terry Bogard's just fun. Um, I tried Keo. Um, the main sort of no, nah, he's not the main character. Uh, Isla is possibly my favorite character out of all these new ones. But she's just she's weird. 
Um, yeah. I have to get wrap my head around her, but I love her style with the jacket and the hat and the fact that she has these basically floating JoJo arm, JoJo hands that like act as she her, has a uh, stand. Yeah, act as her hand. Like it, it's 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 really cool stuff. Um, it, it's some characters like I won't touch. Like I'm not touching uh, K Dash or Cronin or or um, some of the other dudes. I just don't. But again, I didn't expect to like Ralph as much as I did. But something about just big beefy dude just peating the shit out of you is he's the gorilla of the game um so we'll, we'll see how it goes i, I do want to play more of it i'll probably maybe uh depending on my mood i'm either going to play triangle strategy or kof tonight uh, after it just get some matches in but we'll see but i i definitely <clears> like <throat> what i see the only problem is, is that there's like it's it's just pretty much an, a classic arcade game you can get uh the pretty much like uh you only get like arcade modes which is you pretty much play through the team's and you get their endings. Um, and then, like, you think there's, like, secret endings you can get. Um, yeah. For, like, a specific uh, random character uh, team-ups, you get different endings depending on who you pick. Yeah, the thing is you don't know who they are, so you might have to look up what those are if you want to see those you, endings. They kind of give you a hint. Like, uh, they give you the names of the first two characters, but the last one is in question marks. Okay. Yeah, you just, so just you kind of have to th- figure out the theme of it. Just look it up. <laughs> just, just look it yeah. up. Yeah. Just um, do that. Uh, and like I said, the online was uh, online. I only played one match, but it felt pretty good. Um, the only problem with the PC version is there's a lot of screen tearing, like, and I have no idea how to fix it. Um, I've seen very Do you think? Uh, I tried that, and it seemed to not. It seemed to work, but uh, I played it in windowed mode uh, this time, and it, it seemed to somewhat mm. fix the issue. But it's not. It's not just me. It's like a whole bunch of other players. Like some people said, you have to do it in GeForce and. It's a whole thing, so I'm just going to wait for an official patch just to, like, get, you know, because that seems like something that they could solve on their end to, like, remove that, that, that to take care of that. Uh, besides, G-Force, like that, like that gerbil movie? Uh, yes. With Nicolas Cage? Um, so, Is that Nicolas Cage? Besides yeah, that, Cage. I, uh, I played the, more of the Project Triangle Strategy demo. As the game comes out, I think it comes out not this week, but the following week. Um, that I sounds be, right. It might, it might come out, I think March it comes out next 8th? Yeah, it comes out next. Yeah, for, yeah, first week of March. So, um, yeah, I, for, I was really scared. Uh, I wasn't gonna like this game. I started had those fucking stupid thoughts in my head that maybe I shouldn't get it. Um, and I played the demo. I only did the first battle, and I won't lie to you guys, I died on the first battle. Like I legit didn't know what I was doing. I don't know why. I put the game down. I was like, well, maybe I should just go cancel my pre-order because it sounds like if this is the first level, I'm only gonna get killed. And then I put it down for a couple of days, and I came back to it, and was, and then something in it just clicked, and I just understood what I had to do, and I pretty much have to approach this game like I'm playing chess. You have to think not just one move ahead, but multiple moves ahead. Mm-hmm. So once I wrapped my head around that, I was like, okay, I'm in, and it just it just flowed for me. And granted, it helped that I won, but understanding, like, okay, the fact that you can move after attacking, like I don't think Fire Emblem lets you do that. Um, I think once you move, you're there, like, even after you attack. But, like, so you, you can attack, and then you can basically return to another spot to kind of, like, save yourself, um, which I like. Like, mounted uh, units can do that, but not regular ones. Yeah. Uh, the thing is, like, of course, this is the same people who made Octopath, so there actually is sort of a Brave, like, a, uh, those, the, 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 I can't remember the exact name for it, but where you can basically attack multiple times at once. Uh, you get, I don't really, don't know the exact term for it for this game, but you get up to three of them and certain attacks require a certain number of charges and you get them just by, just by not using that move, using a move. So for instance, um, uh, Florentica, I think that's her name. She's the first mage you get. Um, she has a fire attack, 
that can do like an AOE damage, but she has to have three of her of uh, three stars held up in order to use it. So pretty much just you gotta you gotta be you gotta know when to move them, you gotta know when to fold them, and you gotta know when to hold them basically. Uh, and and I'm really intrigued by the story because it promises like different changes. Like you get these questionnaires of like how, you get basically a three tier response of like how to respond to something, and depending on how you respond, will basically change the story and affect how certain characters. So there's a lot of promise in this game and potentially a lot of replayability. Um, also, the fact that it looks fucking gorgeous. So I, I'm intrigued, <laughs> and um, that demo. I hope, and, and like I said, that last trailer really sold me on it. So I'm. I'm gonna play more of it uh, as the coming weeks, is that way when I get the game, uh, when I get the game, I'm already in it, and I haven't, you know, it gives me a good head start. Uh, but definitely promising. Um, uh, besides that, um, there was another game I was gonna talk about. I can't remember now. Um, Thomas and I beat Gears of War. That was that was really good. Um, nice. That like how long uh, did it take you to beat General Ram? Not much. Once we figured it out um, that there were lights, we actually kept dying to General Ram because the his fucking birds kept killing us. Like, how is the why are the yeah. birds killing us? And we know I like either he know I think he noticed uh, that on the floor there's lights. And the thing that kind of works against this battle is that it's in like sunset, so it's hard to tell because the things don't you were only out at night before so they and they would attack you when places weren't dark so it's kind of yeah. weird that they're kind of work that the that the things are here but going past that it was initially we after we figured it out okay stay on the highlighted spots when the when the birds are out and then go after them and after that it was pretty easy like it was i figured general rom would have been like a much more important boss but like no he's in like two scenes and and that's it. It's it was kind of a letdown. Like, granted, he's a cool character in Killer Instinct, so that's all that matters. But like, with such an imposing you know villain, uh, the fucking Mecha Godzilla ripoff that shows up before was more memorable. That that chases you around. Uh, yeah, Gears of War was a lot of fun. Um, it was way shorter than I that I thought it was going to be. I thought it'd be longer, but had a lot of fun. The first one is yeah. Um, I had a lot of fun with it. Um, we're probably going to take a break from it this week and probably play some Windjammers. Um, uh, via Game Pass, but we'll see how that goes. Uh, oh yeah, uh, last game I'll talk about is a game that just released on Game Pass, also on 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 like other consoles as well. It's on Switch. It's called Infernax. Um, and I downloaded it first, and then also Stormageddon was was kind of sh- Twitch, uh, not streaming, uh, tweeting out his playthrough. It's basically a eight uh, bit retro game stuff, and where you've heard this before, uh, but it's an homage to uh, Castlevania Two: Simon's Quest. And Zelda 2 uh, um, Adventure of Link, a.k.a. Yeah. It's really fucking hard! Um, you play <laughs> as this dude called Alcidor, or you can name him whatever you want, and you're pretty much going in like a... You could say Metroidvania, but I would say Castlevania 2-inspired sort of era, because it doesn't... It's not, I don't think it's like a true like modern Metroidvania. It's more what supposed a horrible to be to- night to have a curse. It plays more like that. And it's supposed to be tongue-in-cheeky, um... Like there's a there's a great secret hidden achievement. I'll go ahead and tell you what it is. There's a like if you play Castlevania two, you know at one point at a certain point in there you have to kneel down to get this random whirlwind to come up out of nowhere and it takes you to somewhere you need to go. Well, I only reason I knew this because I saw it on Twitter and go ahead and do it because right now it's a rare achievement. So that way you get that little diamond thing that shows up on Xbox. If you go Definitely to this Simon's Quest, if you go to this particular spot. Um, and you kneel down, and the, the 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 cyclone will come up. Like, oh, okay, cool. This is gonna take me up 
to light the mountains or something. And then it, the text reads, Alcindor didn't realize that kneeling down for so long, he would summon this mighty wind, and now he wishes he didn't. And then the fucking wind just kills him. Um, <laughs> like, it, there's a lot of, like, poke fun at the bear humor kind of stuff. But it's also a really hard game, and I think it's really well done. There's side quests that you can do. It's, like, uh, again, it's, it's, I would say it's, it's you know, 2D, 2D side-scrolling open world thing. Um... The thing is, it's really fucking hard. And uh, don't be afraid to play on casual mode because I casual mode is still hard. The only... And I wish um, uh, Curse of the Moon 2 did this. Uh, casual mode, all it does is gives you a couple more extra checkpoints. Um, it gives you like a live system uh, to where like if you die, you'll return at the screen. But if you get a game over, you return to your save. Versus... Uh, uh, normal or I guess regular mode, it will like you get very few checkpoints and um, you don't get any of your experience to your gold back because you actually can you can get other weapons, you can upgrade your health, your your power and your magic. You can do all that if you play on casual mode. If you die, you keep some of it. So at some, if you pretty much brute force it, just by sheer odds, you're gonna get enough XP to power through shit. If you push through it, but I played a little bit on casual today, thinking, man, I don't like I don't mock people for playing casual, but like I was skeptical to what it is because just because when you play on casual on Curse of the Moon, it very waters down the experience because there's no knockback and it just feels trivial because I'm just like now it's just boring. Versus here, I felt that it still maintained the challenge, and I kind of wish it wasn't called casual because it kind of I think it will mislead people to not try it. Um, if it's giving you a hard time, just do it because the the chat the amount the enemies don't take less damage. You still get you still get hit hard. You can still die. It's just that you're given more breathers to room. So if you want a more a less stress free time, because I guarantee you probably still be stressed based on the amount of enemies and obstacles you have to deal with. Uh, try casual. Just do it. Um, uh, there's nothing wrong with that. But uh, the uh, I was gonna I, there was one more thing I was gonna mention. Uh, the only thing I don't like about it is the vertical jump. So when you ju- when you jump, the screen follows you, and I hate that. I'm oh, really boy. not a fan of that. I think that's the only mm. thing I legit don't like. Kid cool syndrome uh, about it. It's just it's it throws me off so much. I'd rather prefer to be a static screen. I jump unless I'm doing like a super jump where the screen has to follow me. Fine. I really don't like doing a normal jump and then the screen following me. If you don't like, leave the screen, there's no reason for it to move. Exactly. It's it's a weird design yeah. choice. Um, and, and it throws, it just throws me off just enough to where, like, I'll get hit by, like, the little spike, uh, chandeliers that'll come down. But solid game. Really solid game so far. Um, that's about it this, for, for me this week. Um, so for that, we're gonna take a small break, and then when we come back, we will be talking about the news. Hello everybody, welcome back. It's time for the news edition of the Char Shot Games Cast. So let's kick it off right into something with uh, some stuff that we were meant to talk about last week, but uh, I forgot about it. That's my fault. Um, let's talk that about might some talk about it. King of Fighters 15 DLC, as we talked about the game earlier. Uh, they officially announced its first wave of DLC. Uh, first, starting with Team Garo, a.k.a. Team from Garo the Wolves, which will comprise... Mark the Wolves. 
He also said Garo, Mark of the Wolves. That's what I said. No, you said Garo of the Wolves. Yeah. Whatever. Tomato, tomato. <laughs> um, moving on, uh, which will comprise of Rock Howard, the son of Geese Howard, adoptive son of Terry Bogard. A.K.A. Uh, Max's favorite character ever. Um, yes, and then also accompanied by, I forget the middle character's name. because he Gato. Gato, thank Cat. you very much. He's um, actually not a stranger to King of Fighters. He was an 11 before this. So was um, the next character, which is the sexy space... Uh, uh, pirate queen, uh, Bijenny, uh, or Bijene, depending on how you pronounce it. Uh, and she yeah, comes BJ. back and uh, she beats you with La Chancla, as that's like her traditional super. And I might have a new wife. Oh, yeah, it's and- actually not a counter this time, it's actually a full combo in hit. Yeah, so she beats you with La Chancla, which proves that Ooh. SNK knows that Latinos play uh, KOF a lot. Um, and she so, yeah. can beat me with anything. She looks great. Um, she's pot like they all uh, look great. Funny enough, after this, um, okay, real, real quick, who's that dinosaur? That's King Dinosaur, King of Dinosaurs. He's a wrestler, of course it is. He he was also a character in Garo under the name of Tzok, although yeah. he was a babyface wrestler. Whereas here here he's a heel. Yeah, but B Jenny or B Jenny is my favorite. I just love. I'm I'm gonna play her. When she comes out, I'm um, gonna work Rock into my team somehow. Let's just hope he doesn't suck. And in addition to that, uh, to Team Gauro, um, we have Team uh, Southtown, which is com- AKA Team Drip. Yeah, so <laughs> it's going to be uh, Geese Howard returned from the dead once again. Geese fucking he Howard. He's never dead. Uh, Billy Kane or Kane, depending on where you pronounce it, and finally it's technically Kane, yeah. Uh, Ryuji Yamazaki with the fucking furriest of fur coats. So, um, some some uh, old school, some Fatal Fury bosses coming in. Uh, well, not Fatal, not not uh, Kane. He was like a yeah, sub, they're from Fatal Fury. Yeah, well, he wasn't a boss, but um, he was a sub boss. He's they, always the second in command to geese. Yeah, no no uh, no playthrough, no uh, footage, but those are uh, so Team Garo is set to release next month in March, which is already fast. And then Team Southtown is supposed to release in May. And then SNK dropped another big announcement, um, or even more. We have two more additional teams coming. One in the summer of 2022, and one in autumn of 2022. Uh, So uh, we have total the DLC for this season of SNK, King of Fighters 15, will be uh, be, uh, 12 DLC characters. So the roster will be 50 plus by the end of the year. Yeah, that's rad. And I already have a few speculations of who these uh, two teams would probably be, given the plot of 15 in general, of bringing back dead characters. Yeah. Uh, one of one of my predictions is probably Gonitz, one of the bosses from uh, KOF 96, and uh, probably his two subordinates, Mature and Vice, who were uh, teammates for Iori, who is in this game. Um I was also thinking that they'll probably bring back Rugal, a.k.a. the first final boss of King of Fighters, because they gotta have him in. What about Team Smash Bros? No. Well, that's, Terry's that's, already in that's the That's Team Fatal Fury. I, that's, yeah. That's already in I'm the... saying, like, Smash Bros got Terry, so now KOF gets Smash Bros. Yeah, if only KOF was on Switch, then maybe you'd have an argument, but no, KOF, this, thing, this game can't run on Switch. 
Um, so yeah, I, I don't know SNK enough. Uh, I know some people want like a team samurai showdown cause, um, that'd be rad. Uh, what's her name? Um, Ath- not Athena. Uh, the, the, they the, had Narukoro in the last yes, game. Yeah. Now, not, yeah. She was in it. So like some people are hoping for team samurai, uh, samurai showdown. We'll see. Um, some people want team, um, uh, metal slug. Uh, just to show some other... Dude, that'd be rad. Well, we already well, have a Metal Slug stage in the game, so that would be fitting. Yeah, I thought the Akari Warriors were supposed to be Metal Slug, but I, I, thought, it looks like they're, I don't think they are. No, they're a different thing. Okay, so there you go. But yeah, it looks like SNK, uh, or King of Fighters 15, is getting a really healthy launch, and now it's going to even get a bevy of DLC going into Hell the yeah. fall of this year, so that's good. And probably by the end of the year, we'll announce even another season. So support King of Fighters um, that's your, if, you, if you're into that thing. Um, next up, we have The Impossible is finally happening. Netflix is partnering with, uh, Take, I believe it's Take-Two who owns the IP. Um, yeah. Uh, to officially make a Bioshock movie, a thing that has been in the talk since, what, 2007, maybe? Mm-hmm. It's been a long time coming, so that means it seems like the perfect property for a movie adaptation too. Right. So it's like, how has it taken this long? Uh, Cray, well, probably because of uh, the the original uh, de- developer uh, Kevin Lean. I think that's his name. Um, like, like I heard, he kind of has like all tour issues, so that's probably what it was. Mm, He's been out probably, of the picture yeah. for a while. I don't think like he. They're making some other studios making the new Bioshock game, so probably he's mm-hmm. gone. They were probably able to advance, and it's going to be on Netflix. So Netflix constantly on the hunt for their next big thing. And uh, Netflix can be hit or miss with their movies. Like let's be real, their TV shows can usually be good. <clears throat> their movies, not so much. So it all depends. Yeah. But if they keep, if they hire the right person to keep in like the visual identity of Rapture, I think you could have a like. I, I'm curious to see what kind of movie they're going to make. Are they going to make it a horror movie, a horror action movie? Because the first Bioshock, I think, could easily lean into horror based on what you see and encounter in there. Uh, no go body comedy. Only Just... Netflix. Would you kindly please watch Bioshock, Bioshock on Netflix? Um, I don't know. Uh, I hope the big daddies are practical. That would be cool, right? They they make like mm. a practice, but it, it'll like obviously some things will be CGI. But I I'm really really curious to see how how much money Netflix is gonna throw at it because we see what shows Netflix throws money at um, or what movies they throw money at. So I'm curious to see how much this will uh, get their attention. But I'm I'm preemptively excited to see what they do. See, I thought there was like a like a creative team and stuff attached to this because I've been saying for years now. That Guillermo del Toro needs to do a Bioshock movie. And then they announced this thing, and I'm like, oh, I guess Guillermo del Toro's not doing a Bioshock movie. But, like, there's no director or anything attached, so I don't know who's doing it. Yeah. It could be anybody. Yeah. It could be Steven Spielberg. No. Because having just watched Nightmare Alley, like, uh, visually, it's very similar to Bioshock. Obviously, it's not, like, you know, underwater or sci-fi or anything, but it's got that kind of, like, heightened reality, like, you know... Um, focus on light, lighting and shadows, and like the way those play together. Um, it's it's tonally very similar. Yeah. Um, kind of the eerie, like character driven. 
I wonder but, if they'll hint at like the whole like infinite, like the whole multiple universe thing. Maybe not the first episode, but that that could be like a great way to like end the end the end like the season and then like do other. It's a movie, yeah. Or end this movie and do other movies. <laughs> it really feels yeah. like it should be a TV series, but whatever. Um, I'd rather be a TV mm. series. No release date confirmed, no actors confirmed, but the fact that this is the first time in a long time we've heard any kind of movement on it, um, I think is, is something to celebrate. So uh, let's hope it's something And say what you feel about Netflix, but they get things made. Yeah. Like, things will be in development hell for years, and then they show up on Netflix the same year they're announced. It might suck ass, but at <laughs> least it got made. <laughs> right, cough, exactly. One Piece movie, cough. Uh, no, that's kidding. That's a TV show, my dude. That's not, that's not a movie. Um... Uh, That's even worse. <laughs> we'll, we'll, hey, you know, maybe it'll be good. I'm just look, listen. I'm just waiting for Sandman. I will drop everything for yeah. Sandman. That's all I care about. That looks great. Uh, they haven't shown anything. How do you? They haven't shown shit. There's been teaser stuff, and there was oh, like um, the posters, like, yeah. yeah, art, and, yeah. Okay, I'm just saying visually, it looks great, and like the casting looks great. I and it's to... Neil Gaiman, so of course it's yeah. All right. Uh, give us a release date, Netflix, uh, for both this and Sandman. And so now, moving on, as mentioned earlier, uh, we are now going to talk about the PS5 and Xbox Series X versions of Cyberpunk uh, uh, that, that got updated recently that Justin kind of went over. Um, and sort of, I'll go ahead and read just the patch notes real quick. Um, so it looks like pretty much, uh, obviously, the newer versions, like on PS5 and the Xbox Series consoles, you get new weapons. Uh, additional armaments for V, hairdressing, hairdressing mirror, rebalance of gameplay economy and loot systems, ray tracing, except the Series S does not get that, obviously. Various visual quality improvements, um, uh, spatial he- audio, apparently the uh, PS5 did not have that before. Uh, improved crowd reactions, and then dual sense feature, which obviously that's a PS5 exclusive thing. The game's uh, not broken anymore. Uh, meanwhile, and the PS4 largely gets most of these. They just don't. Uh, PS4 uh, does. PS4 and Xbox One do not get ray tracing. Um, uh, obviously, the visuals are only going to go so far with that game. They don't get the headphones. Uh, he- uh, the headphone audio. Uh, PC obviously gets better crowd reactions and no dual sense controller features. So um, big ups. Yeah, I mean, people that have, that played it before say it's like a whole new game. Because, I mean, they did a lot of... It's not just, like, graphical and bug fixes and stuff. It's actually, like, rebalancing of how some skills work and, like, the the way driving feels and um, the actual, like, you know, um, uh, the amount of people out, like, around the city and stuff like that. Um, It's all updated to what honestly it looked like in early trailers that you know what they advertised the game as essentially Um, there's a lot they even like got rid of some perks added new ones like holy crap yeah and then um they added some new uh features in um there was uh well yeah there's a rebalancing of all of the um like the loot systems and things like that and then there's new weapons new apartments uh that you can purchase um you can change your appearance and the mirror at your apartment at any given time um so if you just you know don't like your character anymore switch it up um a lot of things like that that weren't in the game before which is really cool 
Um, I actually haven't changed my character yet. I like her right now, but uh, you also don't see your character that often, so I feel like that's not a big deal. But um, in the control or in the settings, it has like uh, aim sensitivity for first person mode and third person mode. So I feel like there's a way to go into third person, but I don't know how to do it. Um, I also wanted to say uh, there is a free trial out now um, that basically gives you the first on, five on hours con- of the game. On console, I think. is it, I don't think it's on PC. Uh, I didn't see like a free trial on Steam or anything, so. I don't know. Um, it doesn't specifically say console. Uh, yeah, it I'm, just I'm says saying, that I'm, there's they're just. You might be able there. to like download it from the uh, like CD Projekt website or something for PC. I don't know. Um, or it's just on the store page for Steam. It's, possibly it's not on. I'm looking at the store page. There's no. It just says buy um, for fifty <laughs> percent off right now, but nothing about. A, uh, a demo. Gotcha. Interesting. Um, yeah, they updated the NPC AI, so, like, characters actually behave better. You know, there was all the memes early on of, like, the the way the police work. Um, they're supposed to have been notably improved. And also just the way, like, normal, you know, like, the, the crowds around you work. Like, I was kind of wandering around the club that you go in early on, and... Some people were like sitting down, like with their VR things on, like like responding to this whatever is happening in their head. There's other people that are awkwardly dancing. Um, some of them will kind of like like hey, what's up? As you walk by, like were there people? It, it was pretty dynamic. It's almost as if this game yeah. should have been delayed till 2022, and we would have right. had this experience know, right? at launch. I've also gotten hit by a car multiple times. Um, so like there's the 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 car AI is a lot better. Uh, I mean that in a good way, as in, like, you know, they, like, if, if you go across the crosswalk when it says, wait, like, you're gonna get hit by a car. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of cool. Oh, yeah. yeah that, um, that happened in Yakuza, so I know. It's like, what? I can get hit by a car. Um, yeah. But yeah, I still don't like how driving feels. Um, if it's better, that's sad. Um, but it's also, like, it's a starter car. Maybe some feel better. This is know. not a starter car. This is a golden car. Sorry. I love that that sunny always sunny for the episode. Um, okay. <laughs> and then there's a DLC coming. Um, there's some free DLC that I believe is available now, um, which is like like I said, like I mentioned, the new apartments and some things like that. Um, and then the new guns and stuff. And there will be actual like content DLC coming uh, that is also free. Um, everything in this first wave of DLC is going to be free. I know that. Nice. Um, and there's some new romance options and stuff, too. But I don't really know too much about that stuff. It's all listed here in the patch notes. Um, if like there's you a can't ton of... romance Keanu Reeves, I am still not on board. <laughs> well, I mean, there's a reason why... I don't why... think he's real, so... I'm yeah, gonna, I know. I'm going to keep my mouth shut. I actually haven't met him yet, so I don't. I don't know, but... Um, I know. I know. Fair. But, yeah. Uh, there's, like, a, a whole, like, quest section in the patch notes. It's a it's extensive patch yeah, notes. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot, <laughs> a lot of patch notes. Um, like, we're not going to go over all of it. No. 
It's almost um, as if they're saying, we're really sorry about this abysmal launch from 2020. Basically. But... Yeah, it doesn't go over the actual like post-launch DLC here, unfortunately. But it is coming, um, and they announced that it's free. But I don't know what it is. Probably cyber yeah. augmented butts or something. Oh, all right. <laughs> uh, I did really enjoy the character creator in this game. I'll say that. There's a lot of options available. It looks neat. Yeah. You can create whatever your heart desires, basically. Anything? Pretty much. Cool. Speaking I mean, there are multiple penis options in the game. Most of, games don't even uh, have a penis slider. Speaking of penises, <laughs> did you know a kid has up two penises? Uh, and uh, it they, has three. They do. Um, uh, Idris Elba only needs one though. Paramount had a huge thing last week where they announced a slew of things, but among them, and it doesn't—I don't believe it mentions this in the article. Um, no, oh no, it does. Uh, in addition, so in addition to the headline that's here, uh, Sonic Two obviously comes out in two months in April. It's a huge anticipated release. But Paramount mm-hmm. has gone ahead and fucking greenlit Sonic Three with a with a, a sort of makeshift logo with the number three Shadow the Hedgehog. The logo is definitely hinting at Shadow. Yeah. By the way. Um. Uh. So Shadow. So, so before Sonic Two is even out, two months out of its release. They are saying Sonic 3 is a go, which means they have huge confidence in this. This movie is going to be gangbusters, which that bodes well for me. Um, And uh, in addition to that, which it led to the greatest realization on the internet this week, uh, they announced a Knuckles... I'm going to say it. Don't fucking say it. uh, They announced a Knuckles spinoff TV series on Paramount+. Plus. Uh, so that means TV series. That's what, I think that's what it's, it's. It's series. What do you think? So basically, is? so basically, they're announcing Sonic Three and. I'm gonna say it, damn it! You took it away <laughs> from me, damn it, Justin! I, I had to explain to you what the damn. Yes, they announced Sonic Three and Knuckles. Yes, God, <laughs> show's fucking over. My moment is. <laughs> Either way, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because I'm, it, I'm honestly kind of glad Taylor got to take that from you. It made the moment better. At the end of the day. My boy Knuckles is getting his own spin-off series with with Idris Elba on Paramount Plus. I will sign up for Paramount Plus just to fucking watch that Sonic. So it looks like they're building Holy That Sonic just sounds like an expensive Knuckles. TV show. That's all I'm saying. I mean, like, have you seen that Halo that Halo show? They can yeah. get away with it. They'll get away with it. They'll figure something out. Um Apple Plus is doing a fucking Godzilla show, so who knows? I don't care! That's true. The point is, we're gonna get three Sonic the Hedgehog movies. After the disaster that was that first design, um, yeah, that's it's crazy to think that's where it is now. That was a pretty good movie at the end of the day. It's not like, bad. It. it was fun, yeah. and now they're yeah. expanding upon what made it good, bringing in tails, mm-hmm. bringing in the Master Emerald, bringing in all the lore and shit. Look, listen, making Eggman look like Eggman. Swear to God, yeah. the ending of the post-credit scene of Sonic Two better be a static puddle of water. It's all you got to fucking do, and I will scream. I will scream. Dude, that would be awesome. And then, like, well, it's just water. What are you freaking... It's... 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 And I won't say I kind of want to see Blaze the Cat uh, incorporated in this movie series, we'll honestly. They, I, they're, they're clearly building something. So I think once we get mm-hmm. Shadow the Hedgehog, it's it's all in. Um, yeah. So we'll, we'll see. I'm... God, April can't come soon enough to see Sonic the Hedgehog 2. I mean, these next few months are loaded with just nerd things. Yeah. <laughs> Like all the games. They're eating good tonight this year. Yeah. 
all the games coming out in the next two months, and then Sonic. And I feel like there's something else in April that's big, but I can't remember what. There. WrestleMania. No, Res- Marvel movie. WrestleMania. Uh, so no. there, there you go. Um, uh, Son- Sonic Three and Knuckles officially announced by Paramount. So there you fucking go. Uh, and unfortunately, we have some bad news. Um, and it kind of came out of, out of after the, after the Nintendo Direct, so it's kind of like, hey, we got good news. And sh- 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 yeah, they've been stuff. ripped apart by this. Um, so unfortunately, the time has come. We've we we saw this with the Nintendo Wii Shop. We saw this at the PS3 Vita store. It was only a matter of time, and I don't think they're gonna change their minds this time. But the Wii U and Nintendo 3DS shop will be closed. As of May twenty, um, uh, as of March twenty twenty three, you will not be able to make purchases as they will be closing for both the Wii U and the three DS. As of May of this year, it will no longer be possible to use a credit card to add funds to an account in the in the either the Wii U three DS. And then as of August of twenty August of this year, it will be no longer possible to use a Nintendo eShop card to add funds to an account in Nintendo. Uh, eShop on Wii U and Nintendo 3DS systems. However, it will still be possible to redeem download codes until late March 2023. Um, users who link their Nintendo network ID uh, with their Nintendo account use the switch. Can use the shared balance to purchase content on any systems until late March 2023. After that, the balance can only be used to purchase content for the Nintendo Switch family of systems only. No changes are in plan for the Nintendo eShop on the Nintendo Switch, of course. Uh, the changes coming to Nintendo eShop on Wii U and 3DS uh, will simultaneously effective in software on these platforms where it's possible to make purchases such as Street Pass, Meat Plaza, the theme, plot, theme shop, and Nintendo Patrick Arcade. Even after late March 2023 and for the future, it's still be possible to re-download games and DLC, receive software updates, and enjoy online play for on Wii U and 3DS family systems. So, um, I hate this because I probably wouldn't be sweating about this. Um, if the fact that my younger brother didn't lose all my fucking lose, I sold all of my 3DS games. So now I have to effectively, I'm on a clock to rebuy almost all of my 3DS games, and I hate that. Um, yeah, it's it's gonna be one of those things where if the store does close down, close down, it's all closing down. Copies that still exist um, will go up dramatically. They're like already the going up, brother. It's in, already incredibly expensive now. They're probably gonna be even more expensive in the future. Dude, Kid Icarus is already expensive. Fire Emblem Awakening is already expensive. Kid Icarus you can't buy digitally, I don't think. Um, but Fire, yeah, you can. Uh, oh, maybe, okay. Uh, I'm a Mister. But Fire Emblem, I know I did. Well, if you like physical. Kid Icarus is dumb expensive. Fire Emblem's dumb expensive. Um, Pokemon is dumb expensive for some reason. Um, yeah. So it's like, it's it's real shitty. Granted, they at least have the Nintendo Select program, so if you want a lot of those quality first part titles like Leap Between Worlds, the 3D uh, N64 remakes, Donkey Kong, Luigi's Mansion, those are all $20. So there is all there's, mm-hmm. there's a saving grace to that. But like... For now. Uh, I mean, I don't think they're going to change the price. Why would they... Well, I mean, like, once they're no longer available, it's... Well, yeah, until... Yeah, but you still buy the... Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. Right now, at least they're 20 bucks. So they're not as expensive. Yeah. Um, even in some, like, Wii U games are, like, are like 20 bucks. Like, there's... They, they, bring the fucking $20 things to fucking Switch, guys. What the fuck? Um, yeah, right? What are y'all doing? Um, they will at end of life. Um, so, I, I know... Again, I would be fine. I'd be like, okay, I'm good. I have my, I'm, I have my 3DS games... And the fa- again, the fact that my brother fucking that's what pisses me off, and it just made me sense of dread. So now I gotta re, I have to rebuy all of them. Um, some of them I won't just because like 
I have ports, the better versions of them, like, on Switch or on other consoles. So I was like, okay, mm-hmm. there's not really a point to do that. But, like, oh, it made me super salty. It just, like, I had them all. I had them all. I had them all already. And now I gotta fucking hunt. I gotta fucking buy them again. Well, the, the worst part of this, honestly, is that, like, okay, you can't make purchases after March of next year. We've got over a year. It's, like, there, there's plenty of time. But, like... In a matter of months, you won't be able to actually buy anything on the eShop. You have to use it because it's going to like clear out your. Well, you have to buy the digital code of it to like to redeem it. Right, and that's just obnoxious. Like, I mean, Amazon. If you're if you're going to keep the store up, let people continue to buy things normally until the store is. I don't understand that part. Well, my Switch and my Wii U account are they're linked, so like if I add funds to my Switch account, there are I I got that. So um, yeah. And I do too, but like not everyone does, and it's still just it's because they don't own a distinction to make. They don't own a Wii U or they own a Switch. (laughs) Um, But I mean, like I don't know. I, I it's been a decade. It's it's been it's like it's time. It really sucks. There's no good way to spin it, but I just hate it that it's it feels like it's happening so soon. Yeah, this digital age sucks sometimes. Yeah. Like, luckily, I mean, I have, you know, both my 3DS and my Wii U still with games on them. So, like, I have no need to buy new games for those systems. But it's just an awkward time. Like, especially for games preservationists. I don't know how you handle this. Yeah, I don't. And and not to mention, not, like... There's a whole bunch of digital-only games on 3DS and Wii U that are going to be gone forever that, you know, that, mm-hmm. that they, they're going to have to... I don't know how the devs... I don't know how that works, but most of them, they're they're on there and then they're gone. And it just... It just I think it's, and even emulating some of those digital games is tough. Yeah. Um, I downloaded um, Pokemon Picross for the, for the Citra emulator. And, like, for one, it's really hard to find some of those digital games and make them work. Just because they're not, you know, they're not as readily available on the internet. Um, but also, like, that's a free-to-play game. Um, and obviously I can't, you know, buy anything in it. So, like, I just have to grind out the free-to-play stuff. And uh, some of the 3DS games have driver controls in them, too. So I imagine that emulating yeah. those would be an even bigger bitch to program in. Right, there's all kinds of issues, but I'm just saying in that specific example, like digital games, that like the 3DS started really doing a lot of the free to play stuff, and I mean you can preserve those games, but they're not gonna really be fully compatible because like unless you find a way to you know mod the free to play elements out of it, um, like P- Pokemon Picross has a like a um, password editor system that or save editor I guess that basically gives you, like, an unlimited number of the um, the free-to-play currency. But I couldn't get it to work. So I'm just doing the daily challenges to try to grind out that currency so I can actually play the game more, because I would probably drop, you know, $5, $10 on it to, to clear out that impediment if it was on a 3DS. But I can't do that, because it takes it tries to take you to the eShop to redeem points. So it's like, how do you really preserve that kind of thing? Right. It's it's shitty. And now I have to buy, try to buy all... I have to try to buy most of these by August. Um, yeah. Which, again, thankfully most of the titles... I think the only big titles that I that are like 40 bucks are Samus, 
Fire Emblem Awakening, Metroid. Those are the three big ones that are forty dollars that like I I need to have again. Um, mm-hmm. mm, uh, I already have all those, so I'm good. Yeah, 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 yeah. You didn't give him your brother in a sense of goodwill, thinking he's gonna use them because he was he didn't have his job and being stuck at home during a pandemic. You asked for them three weeks later, and all of a sudden they're gone. Luckily, I still have. Uh, Bravely Default 1, so I don't have to rebuy that game. Mm-hmm. Um, that's another game I'll have to buy, Bravely Default 2. Uh, I mean, I played it again, but I would like to have it on, on my 3DS. Um, I'll probably go through and get some Game Boy games that I didn't grab. Like, those are five. Like, Pokemon, the trading card game, that's another one on there. I And that's only like six mm-hmm. bucks. Um, but most of the Game Boy stuff I already have, so. like the old That's game. why I just hoard ROMs now. Like, if Nintendo's going to make it this hard, I'm just going to emulate everything. Yeah. Like, I, I would own the them. Shantae's on the Switch. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, this sucks. Um, so you have a year. I would imagine 3DS, 3DS owners, you probably have most of these games, but now's your chance to pick up any last minute. You have a year, or less than six months. Um, so And there's some people that recently picked up cheap Wii U's, just, you know, to get the back catalog, yeah. and what are they going to do? Yeah, and my fucking Wii U, now I, can, now, now I have to go get my Wii U fixed. Um, so I can play those games and not have to buy digital copies, which that's, that's not the worst thing. Um, I can, I can, most of my Wii U stuff is still, is is good. So it's just a matter of getting that shit fixed. Uh, again, we're not talking about the the fighting game stuff yet. Move on to the, uh, Atlas stuff. Okay. So, um, this was announced today. Um, but we are getting, uh, Soul Hacker. What's the full title for this game? Um, Devil Sun, uh... I believe it's called Soul Hackers 2. It's just Soul Hackers 2? I thought it was like... No, well, it's... Showing up in Tensei Soul Hackers? That is, the, like, the actual title, but it's in the Devil Summoners series. Devil Devil Summoners... Showing up in Tensei Soul Hackers 2. There you go. Um, Basically. And apparently this is a sequel... It's a Shin Megami spinoff. This is a sequel to a game that was on the Sega Saturn, apparently? I, I, I don't know. That's what I just saw. Really? I thought it was on the PS2. Um, where did I... F- People need to be fucking lying in these damn things. Um, uh, if it's on PS2, I need to download it. I can't get Sega Saturn emulation working. Yeah, I think it was on the PS3 shop, and Super Butterbuns uh, covered some of the games on there. That is a ridiculous <laughs> name. Um, it is. Uh, let's see. Uh, so yeah, it's a very quick trailer, yeah. but it looks cool. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, it it's coming to everything but Switch. So uh, kind of kind of odd <laughs> considering Atlas's recent like sort of partnership with a lot of their games. But hey, whatever, that's fine. Um, it looks really cool. We put Shin Megami Tensei Five on Switch, but not this one. Uh, it looks really cool. I like the style. Uh, Shin Megami Tensei or like whatever Atlas Atlas's RPGs in general always feel a little bit more mm-hmm. on the weirder side. Uh, it looks good. It has a nice presentation. Um, They're growing on me, though. Like I'm, I'm becoming an Atlas fan. Oh boy, I don't know if I'm ready for this phase. <laughs> You're gonna this, become that guy. This arc of Justin. Yeah. Okay, the Atlas arc. It'll be fine. Um, I mean, it definitely. Um, no, like I guess people are mad about this game because Soul Soul Hacker One was like a totally different type of game, and this just looks like Persona or you know um, Shin Megami more so. And so they're like, well, it lost all of its originality and just became a generic Shin Megami clone. Uh, it's another Persona 5. Uh. Right. 
But, like... It's kind of funny that I say that, because there is uh, Persona 5 content in this game, from what I've seen. Yeah, there's a, uh, like, Joker skin or something like that that you can get as a pre-order Solid bonus. Panther 2. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, as someone that didn't even know this existed before this new game trailer, like, great. More things that, that remind me of Persona. I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it is a lot of the same monsters and stuff. Like, the, the Atlas games... Uh, reuse a lot of their monsters. They do, um, which is fine. He, but he, it's ho, like ho. it. It seems like you know the Shin Megami came out, and now they're like, okay, let's make more games because we have these models. It's like Pokemon. Like everyone got mad that the um, the 3DS games like kept using the same models over again or whatever, and then like uh, Sword and Shield used the 3DS models, and it's like, well, you have these resources, get as much content as possible out of them. RPG fans are fickle these days. Yeah, they are. Oh no, they didn't completely redo it all with the new... Like, who cares? Um, but yeah, this is coming out in August, it. and it looks pretty cool. It looks fine. For something I'd never heard of before. Yeah, it looks fine. Yeah, right? They just kind of just shadow-dropped it on everybody. Like, yeah, here's the new Devil Devil Hacker Soul Hackers trailer uh, for mm-hmm. a new game. So that's, that's cool. Yeah, I guess it is just called Soul Hackers 2. Like, it's not a subtitle or anything. It's weird. Okay. But it's a... I thought it was a spinoff of Shin Megami. Because, yeah, Devil's Summoner Soul Hackers was the first game in 1997. Which could not be PS2. Yeah, it's, it's, I am right. It okay. was Sega Saturn. It had to have been Sega Saturn. Uh, Are you that or PlayStation? Sega Saturn, PlayStation 1, okay. maybe? And I think it had a, a remake or something on 3DS. Okay. That's probably what you can So hmm. I might have to find that. Okay. So there you go. Okay, cool. Okay, all right. So let's move on from one uh, an, uh, old series getting revived <clears throat> to Capcom reviving ten new, or not ten new, but ten franchises coming back from seemingly the dead. Uh, last night was Capcom's uh, Capcom Cup finale. In addition to the announcement, the pre the thing that preluded that was the announcement of Capcom Fighting Collection. Um, and it is pretty much, uh, it is going to be a collection featuring 10 iconic titles, including two Darkstalkers games, never released in North America. Five. Yeah, there's five Darkstalkers games and two, two that were like, Japanese only. Like I was saying, two never, I was saying there were two never released in, in a North America. That's what I was saying. My bad. Um, uh, yeah, uh, uh, take on challenges and online play with Rollback Neko for all 10 games and enjoy additional features, including a gallery of official art. Uh, and the games are Darkstalkers and Night Warriors, uh, Night Warriors, Darkstalkers Revenge, Vampire Savior, The Lord of Vampire, Vampire Hunter 2, Darkstalkers Revenge, which is the first re- the first official release in North America, Vampire Savior 2, The Lord of the Vampire, uh, first official release in North America, Red Earth, uh, first release outside of arcades, Cyberbots, Full Metal Madness, Super Gem Fighter Mini Mix, uh, Super Puzzle Fighter 2, Turbo, and finally Hyper Street Fighter 2, which was, I believe, a PS2 uh, release, I believe. Yes, it was. Um, so, uh, thank God I don't have to record off my PS2 for that game. So, yeah, uh, and this is going to come, like, with this. So, uh, this is this is great. This is, this is fantastic, especially for, a, again, a game like Red Earth, which I'd heard about. Uh, that's where that witch character came from. I was like, where the fuck do you come from? Um, like, this is insanely cool, and, like, 
like for anybody who like if you like Darkstalkers, here's your fucking test. You want Capcom to make a new Darkstalkers game? Buy the fucking collection. You buy this collection. Yeah, right. You show that Capcom that, that you want on the Darkstalkers. Uh, they put show them where the money is, folks. They put they put five of them on here, um, and you know, and they're all various different versions with different characters and different stuff. So that's I think that's really cool. Um, it's on a comprehensive list of Darkstalkers because uh, there's no Darkstalkers three on here. I, be- I believe it's just pretty much like the first two games. Uh, so that's good. Cyberbots is a really cool one. It's like a mech fighter um, again, and of course Super Puzzle Fighter is basically yeah. That's where gyms come from in Marvel vs. Capcom. Yeah, um, it's a Super Puzzle Fighter two. It's basically Tetris but with Street Fighter characters. And I, again, I'm excited for Super Gem Fighter Mini Mix, uh, which is basically the that little, game's fun. Yeah, the chibi characters. Um, there's a whole bunch of Capcom references in there. It's it's great. Uh, I've never played it. It's I've only cute. seen it played, but it's it's a lot of. I fun. have it on my arcade cabinet. Yeah, it's, it's really cool. It's really fun. My favorite is there's a super where Chun Li does like a hands you like she's a schoolgirl and she hands you like a uh, a letter, um, and uh, and like a schoolgirl crush and that kind of K- that KOs you. There's a lot of charm to that. Game. My favorite is Felicia turning into Mega Man. That's great. Yeah, there's a, there's a whole lot of love in in that in that little game. Uh, and my, I was kind of worried. I'm like, is this going to invalidate the SF 30th anniversary collection? And it really doesn't. Uh, consider, I mean, the SF 30th anniversary collection isn't really that great in terms of its online. But like, this is like a whole bunch of other stuff. And there's a Street Fighter 2 version of the game here too, so you can play that. Um, yeah. What makes me laugh is there's nine fighting games and then just a puzzle game. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, hey, man, it's just as competitive. Yeah. I mean, it's it's great. I love that one. Yeah. But. And that, it's just people, funny. people have been asking for that one to be re-released for like a while, uh, considering mm-hmm. they tried a new one like a couple of years ago, and they are and it's already like within a year they shut it down because it's like nobody played it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm very excited J- just for the, I'm excited for Darkstalkers and Red Earth, like because I, I have never played Red Earth. I've seen it. Um, I've never heard of that one. Yeah, again, it's only released. It never Fitting. was released on consoles because. It was uh, the arcade board. It was using the time was so advanced it, w- it literally could not be played on those kind it's of. It's basically the Street Fighter three of, um, well, of this new IP. It's it's mm. it's using that 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 same uh, arcade board. Um, yeah. So that like like that's why Street Fighter three didn't get like a proper port for like years, and when it did, it was weird. Uh, so it's cool that it's we're getting a we're getting that version here. And again, play Darkstalkers if you like Darkstalkers because clearly they stacked it with five different versions of Darkstalkers. Um, Y'all motherfuckers dropped the ball with the 360 PS3 Darkstalkers release. Don't screw up on this one. I'm double dipping. I'm getting for PC and Switch because of course I gotta have my. It's got rollback netcode. Yeah, roll, so rollback. Roll, that's a good start. Rollback netcode. Like that's stuff. That's cool. And like this is great. Uh, and now let's move on to the main event, which is talking about the future of Capcom fighting games. Well, let's kick it off with this caveat. So, uh, at the end of Capcom Cup 2022... Which was fucking bo- uh, gatekept by Daigo. Oh, so hilarious. Like, people bitching. By the way, that fu- if you actually watched that match and stopped being, uh, like, yelling, sure, you would have seen a great Street Fighter match and watch a legend, Daigo Imahara, do some work. Y'all need to shut the hell up yeah, right. and sit the hell down, to quote uh, uh, Harada-sensei. Um, but after that, they did show announcements. Of course, we already saw the fighting collection. But we got our first official look at Street Fighter VI. Um, it's a, it, There's no gameplay. There's no teaser. or There's no like UI or anything. But it is a short, simple trailer 
of Ryu. There's a foot shot of Ryu, though. He's wearing sandals. Wondered. He took Akuma's sandals. Um, he actually has shoes. Yeah, for uh, for the first time since Street Fighter One, uh, and he's and it's in the RE engine. It's clearly in the RE engine, um, and uh, he's going off against that's Luke. For those of you who don't know, he is the he was the latest DLC character for uh, um, for Street Fighter Five, and they, still a goober though. They pretty much said that he's going to be the future of Street Fighter, or at least important to the story of Street Fighter going forward. And um, again, not much. And then we got a really awful logo that is not that. It's so bad. It's not. You want to know something hilarious? Before we started, I saw on Twitter that someone looked on uh, the Adobe Marketplace, and that exact same logo could be sold for eighty bucks. Yep, it's not. I really hope it's very clearly just a, like a plug and play. I, like it's not. I hope it's nothing. Yeah, I hope we get a stylized logo going forward because god help me if this is the official logo but yeah i wish i'd kept it pulled up but some graphic designer basically took that same style but like added more uniqueness to it like kind of made the um the shape out of like the you know street fighter like um like paint swish and then like the sf was like classic fs style or sf style and like it looked way better but it was still functionally the same yeah this is just boring. Yeah. It is. It's like they're uh, calling out Bandai Namco for their awful new logo. Yeah. Uh, but needless to say, I'm happy. Um, it's happening. It's. I think that was like, of course, it was going to be Street Fighter. Uh, Street Fighter 6. Uh, Ryu. God. God damn. Hot dad Ryu. Ryu is built like a brick house. Like, he just looks like a wall of man. Um, like, you can see all his muscles contorting. As he like just just flexing, breathing as he goes off, squares off against Luke. And one thing I was worried that if when Street Fighter would go to the RE engine, that it would it might lose its cartooniness. Then I saw Luke's arm basically flare up like Popeye, which it does in Street Fighter Five. Um, like no, it's it's still cartoony, so it's still there. We'll have to see how far they're going to go, because it's obviously not, like, on the realm of realism like Mortal Kombat likes to do, where it's, like, real people. I think these are still going to be stylized, but I I think we need to see more. Um, Well, they kind of showed off the style with, like, the... The painting. You know, the flourish. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to see more. Like, I'm curious to see how it looks in-game, like, with the UI and in a 2D setting. That's what I'm more curious. But I guarantee you... Already, it looks better than Street Fighter V right now. Um... Uh, I mean, it's hard to say because we don't know what this game looks like in-game, like in, in a match setting. That's the thing. Street Fighter Five is not a bad-looking game. Uh, it's just the RE engine is just immaculate. Um, that's that's yeah. the issue. Uh, I, I said this before, and I'll say it again. Uh, the internet's going to fucking lose their minds over RE engine Chun-Li, Kami, and Jury. They're, the internet's going to fucking break, and you're going to see my entire Twitter feed of just busted with those with pictures of those girls when they reveal them. Yeah, they're all gonna bust. Um, so now, now the fun part begins. Now uh, we're not gonna hear any news until summer 2022. So presumably about whatever it normally would have been E3 time, but um, they probably have something else in plan. Maybe with Jeff Keighley's like Summer Game Fest or something like that, or maybe they're gonna do their own thing. Who knows? Uh, but now comes the hype of characters <laughs> and 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 what's gonna be in it. So we got a long. It's gonna be a long road. And I'm 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 all in to do this all over again. Um, uh, so, uh, what y'all have anything to say about the reveal of Street Fighter Six? Um, I will no. say that uh, this trailer 
does show a bit more promise than uh, when they first unveiled Street Fighter V. Like, already using the RE engine is uh, much more promising in a graphical sense, if that is the case. They don't, they haven't really confirmed it. I mean, it, it yet, looks so like, that's the RE engine exactly dog. Concrete. That's the RE engine dog. That's, just look at it. It's the RE engine. If that is the case, then I will say it'll definitely look better than Street Fighter V by a wide margin, because I am not a fan of that game's art style. Um, I will also say that since it is using the RE engine, I'm kind of expecting them to have like an Resident Evil uh, guest character in there in some way or fashion. Probably Lady D, because she's the fan <laughs> favorite of the internet, and she would probably make the most sense, honestly. Yeah, Street Fighter really doesn't do guest characters, so that's the thing, unless it's like Final Fight. They don't really, yeah. they don't really do guest characters. Well, who knows? Maybe they'll break that trend with this with Street Fighter Six. So we'll see. Everyone's doing guest characters now, so you know. yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll we'll see if Street Fighter bucks that trend. But everybody thought Street Fighter Five was gonna get a guest character. Um, you know, and we got one technically with Akira, but um, that's yeah. it's that's still within its same umbrella. I think Lady D is a bit of a stretch. Um, maybe like even Chris Redfield I think is a bit of a stretch, even though he's been in a fighting game. Uh, Leon Kennedy would fit. I wouldn't mind that. Um, alright, so now let's move on to our topic of discussion tonight, which is basically the future of Capcom fighting games, because of those of you who are not up to, uh, like, keep up with Capcom, it seems like ever since Street Fighter Cross Tekken release, Street Fighter Cross Tekken, Street Fighter V, Marvel's Capcom Infinite, it seems like every single version, every single uh, game that they've, those three games, their launches have been cursed. Obviously, Street Fighter Cross Second had the on this DLC, the, um, the the gem system. The launch for Street Fighter Five was uh, pretty abysmal too. I was there. Sixteen characters, no single player. Online was trash. The the, the little story modes were awful. The art was not good. Um, and of course, MVCI is MVCI. We were all there for that one. Enough um, said. You know, I love it, but I ain't gonna lie. That game, that game looked like doo-doo. Um, All those games eventually got better, but the damage of our... MVCI didn't get better! Don't be rewriting history! <laughs> MVCI didn't get shit! Um, I mean, it got better, it just never got good. It never, got, it, never, it never had the chance to get anything! It was left to die on the porch by December, and now it has a fucking awkward-ass menu screen. We're not here to talk about MVCI. Um, we are here to talk about... The future of Capcom fighting games, because obviously, Street Fighter V struggled, and Street Fighter is their main flagship franchise. If Street Fighter, it's, I think Street Fighter V, as of now, has sold 6 million units, but it it took 5 years, maybe, maybe 6 years, to get to that point. So, yeah. And I feel like that Capcom needs to do everything in their power... To make sure that Street Fighter Six is as best as it can be at launch, if they want other, if people want other projects to succeed. Yeah, um, if the fighting game uh, collection that uh, we mentioned earlier uh, probably does well, then it'll definitely uh, give Capcom the incentive to make more uh, fighting games in the future. All with rollback netcode, by the way, because that's been going well pretty well, and that's something that we still have to fight for. Uh, unfortunately enough. I don't think so. I think it's becoming easier, man. KO, I've had it. The new game have it. I think, I think we'll have it, man. I know I didn't say rollback netcode immediately, but we're going to get more information later. I don't think we're going to have to fight for it. Maybe, you know, they know. Capcom, I'm pretty sure Capcom knows 
that they are aware that their netcode is ass because they've been told about it for the last five years. Um, yeah, and ever since we got the new directors for Street Fighter Five, they've pushed the game into like cool new heights, like adding Dan, Rose. The game is much more fun uh, now than it's ever been. Oh, yeah. So hopefully these guys have a good idea of uh, how to make their fighting game branch go forward and get them out of this funk that we find ourselves in. Exactly. So I'm gonna ask I'm gonna ask y'all, what is something and not just Street Fighter Six, but obviously the king of single player content in fighting games is Mortal Kombat. They have found a way to not just make arcade games. Um, they've they've made I would say Mortal Kombat is like is actually like unlike say Street Fighter Tekken, Mortal Kombat is a full ass video game where you have your art. Yeah, you have your online and that's fine. But you have your single player content, you have your story mode, you have all those customization options. You have all that shit. Granted, implemented not in people's directions, but you have all that there. What do y'all think? Does does Capcom have to do not just a Street Fighter, but whatever they release after this that they have to do to get people to care to bring basically bring them back to Street Fighter? Because Street Fighter definitely lost some of its shine a little bit after the debacle that was five. Yeah. I would say um, they would probably have to work to make the game more casual-friendly while also uh, catering to some of the hardcores. Because most of uh, most new fighting game player, most of the most of the general audience that buys their games are going to be newcomers. Um, so they're probably going to have to find a way to like balance out the difficulty curve. Because fighting games aren't really that easy to get into. So it, I'm I don't know. It's probably easier said uh, than done. But if they could find that balance, then their fighting game division will probably flourish as much as they do with their Monster Hunters or the Resident Evils or whatever. Like, who knows? I'm not a marketing expert, but that's pretty much my stance on the whole thing. I mean, as much as you say that, you know, Street Fighter doesn't do it, I think what Capcom would need to do more in general is embrace the crossovers. Um, Because if you look at other successful uh, fighting games, like you know, Mortal Kombat, Smash Bros. I, I consider that a fighting game. Yeah. Um, those, like, those known characters get people to play because they know the characters. Like, you might not really care. I mean, sure, you probably care about, like, Ryu, Ken, but those are just, those are Street Fighter characters. You're not going to, like, buy the game for them if you aren't already a Street Fighter fan. But if you get, you know, Chris Redfield... Or friggin' Sub Zero or someone like that in a Street Fighter game, that's gonna bring, you know, the crossover character is going to bring the crossover players. Yeah. Um, that might not have played it otherwise, but they're like, oh man, I love this character. Like, friggin', you know, Link in Soul Calibur 2 on the GameCube. That version of the game sold better than any of the others because it had Link in it. That's true. <laughs> um,. And I think if Capcom wants to keep up, they're going to have to, you know, change those rules, make some characters work in really fun ways that gets people's attention that wouldn't have cared otherwise. Like, they, um, they, they made Akuma be an important character in Tekken 7. I could see uh, the Namco guys probably brokering a deal with uh, Capcom to have one of their characters in uh, one of the Street Fighter games, if that's all, at all possible. Yeah. Because, yeah. Um, 
And I mean, Street Fighter has technically done that before, if you look at, like, box art Mega Man. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think Pac-Man was in one, wasn't Street he? Street Fighter Cross Yeah, Tekken. he was in Cross Tekken. Yeah, Street Fighter Cross. So, like, they did oh, a whole crossover okay. game. Um, between... Yeah, that's true. And that's what I was going to say, is maybe even just a, a new crossover game. Like, I still want a, you know, good Marvel vs. Capcom. Um, but if, in lieu of not being able to get that, have something that's not just... You know, Street Fighter Six with DLC crossover characters have a new crossover game. Like, maybe I don't know. Would Street Fighter versus Mortal Kombat be weird? It would I don't, be I don't, weird I don't, because I don't, uh, you yeah. can't have um, uh, Street Fighter characters be dismembered. Yeah, you're not gonna. That's that fair. would I would if you if I ever saw a fatality of Chun Li getting her head cut off, I would just like I'm done. I don't need to see that. I don't. Yeah, that would end up like uh, MK versus DC, where it's like. All of the fatality, all the you know, what makes I want to see Combat Capcom cool versus SNK three. But see, SNK is even more obscure than. I mean, like they this newer game is reaching people then way bigger than it was before. So, yeah, and they have an established relationship with Cap. They're at least rebuilding something because they've been porting all those Neo Geo Pocket games with Capcom versus and SNK and cart characters in them. So. It's not, yeah. not out of the realm of possibility. No. I just don't think they can rest on Street Fighter anymore. Like, Street Fighter V had an uphill battle to even get to where it is, and it I don't think it ever became, like, the top fighting game. I mean... Right? In terms of... In terms of views, that depends. Like, it, it, I mean, technically it still was king, it's just that people didn't look at it as the king. But, like, it, the only, mm. only other game that was bigger than it was smash that was it yeah but like uh, but i feel like in the fighting game community it's street fighter like it's always going to be you know the thing that people come for because it's street fighter but like as far as bringing in a new audience i i mean again maybe i'm talking out of my ass here but it doesn't seem like street fighter 5 brought in new fans no. of the series. No, it did not. Um, pretty much people yeah. who played it are Street Fighter fans. Uh, it did... I mean, like, the comparison would be, like, to Mortal Kombat, where that thing, Mortal Kombat 12, sold, like, a, like 25 million copies oh, or something absurd. Or 11, I'm sorry. Sold an absurd amount of yeah. copies. Um, you know, versus, like, Street Fighter 5 sold six, and it took mm-hmm. five years to do that. Um, I guarantee right. you, Street Fighter 5 did not... I mean, some new people might have come in, you know, because of how many times they've offered it as a free trial, and like, well, this game is kind of cool, I'll play it, but not to the degree of, like, say, uh, if anything, because Street Fighter V kind of had, like, its reputation tarnished with its launch, tech, people started playing Tekken more, people started playing Guilty Gear more, people started playing... Exactly. Um, uh, Killer Instinct and all these other games uh, a lot more on a much bigger scale. Like, well, Street Fighter Five is just not doing it. Street Fighter's not doing it for me anymore. I'm gonna move over and and tackle these and play these games as well. And like now, Guilty Gear Strive this past year had its best sales ever at launch uh, than ever before. Yeah. Which is why it's a better time than ever to do another crossover game because all of these other series became more popular and kind of you know. Street Fighter's absence, so to speak. Yeah. Don't get it twisted. Street Fighter was there. It's just these other... Instead of it being right. like this, it was more like this. Um, What's what I'm saying? It wasn't the king, and so those other others became more popular. Yeah. So now Capcom should be like, you know what? Why don't we, you know, bring ourselves up with them? Yeah. <laughs> 
I think because I, I don't think they're gonna do the like crazy campaign story type thing that you know sells Mortal Kombat games. Like, they just not. don't have that. I don't know. It, it, Street Fighter doesn't seem like, and I know you're not only talking about Street Fighter, but it doesn't seem like that kind of series. Um, something like Darkstalkers, I think, maybe could do a new game that focuses on a cool camp, like lore campaign to kind of reintroduce those weird characters and like tie them all together. Maybe even like, you know, new um, kind of new lore tied to the characters, like a, um, like how uh, Mortal Kombat nine did. That was the one that like yeah. reset everything, yes. right? Yeah. That was yeah. nine. Yeah. Kind of do something like that where like it resets all the characters and then kind of reintroduces them to you. All the more um, reason why y'all motherfuckers should buy the Capcom fighting collection. Mm-hmm. So we can there's get some a new weird, like, awesome characters in Darkstalkers. Oh, yeah. That are pretty malleable, because they're just cool designs without a lot of real, like... Well, they're movie monsters. Yeah. yeah. And so I think that could be kind of, quote-unquote, their new, you know, their Mortal Kombat take. Oh, totally. Um, Absolutely. Actually, Darkstalkers versus Mortal Kombat could be really cool. Yeah, dude, <laughs> a Killer Instinct uh, revival of Darkstalkers would be the hypest shit ever. Yeah. Exactly. Like, that's the kind of thing I think would be good. Because no, it's different. And it's not just Street Fighter. Exactly. Um, and, but uh, the, all, all this hinges on Street Fighter Six. unfortunately. This all yeah. hinges on Street Fighter Six. Uh, but I do like that. Oh, and I will say, that was not a strong first showing. Like, a, a logo can make or break a game, as weird as it sounds. Like, yeah. at an announcement... If it looks generic, like, and that's all you have, people are going to judge the game poorly on how generic that logo looks. Yeah. We'll just hope that... It is unfortunate, but it is what it is. We'll have to see mm-hmm. that whenever they, they show the actual gameplay and stuff like that, it'll blow people out of the water and that the mechanics and everything like that. But yeah. I think you're right. I think making... Because Street Fighter's never been a story game. Like, um, if anything, it's just... Like, there's... like I was, I was saying this on stream when I played Alpha... The Alpha games... That Street Fighter doesn't really have like a overarching story other than Bison wants to take over the world, um, but there's a lot of personal interpersonal stories. So if there's a way for Capcom to tap in to that, where like maybe you don't play like an overarching story with characters, but you play like a single player campaign with like Ryu, and you learn more about Ryu or Chun or Cammy or like because people love these characters. These characters are icons. They've been icons since since 1990, 1994, since some of them didn't come until then. So it's like. I feel like that's where their strength is. And, like, give me a reason to play arcade mode. You know, do the classic Capcom thing where, like, you you can you can fight hidden bosses or stuff like that. Or there's, there's a, um, you know, um, rival stuff. Give more meaning to the fight other than I'm just fighting through an arcade mode. Um, g- g- yeah. Give me something. Even if it isn't, like, a grand level thing, it doesn't need to be. Mm-hmm. Um, like, give me, like, a lot of people like these characters at a base level. Just give me more reasons to like the characters. Um, you know, I think I think that's what they have to do. Um, yeah. One thing I don't think Street Fighter Six can do: you cannot launch this game with sixteen characters like they did Street Fighter Five. Like that is a, that yeah. is abysmal, and it was abysmal back then. And and like I would say minimum twenty five characters. Minimum, I would say twenty five thirty characters for Street Fighter Six. Well, they have right. more competition than ever now. Yeah. So like you have to be comparing yourself to the competition. You can't just be like. It's Street Fighter. It'll sell. Yeah, like they have to. They, they're playing. They tried that game. with five. <laughs> they they, they yeah. did that with five uh, because they thought people would just from because four was such a huge success. They thought that would just transfer over for five, and it didn't. It 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 lambasted. Um, 
So, but I, I do like your idea for Darkstalkers. Like, fuck, like, maybe maybe even Power Stone could go down that route because Power Stone definitely had mm. that that lore. Maybe a new Rival Schools. New Rival Schools. I mean, like, shit, they've been teasing Rival Schools in Street Fighter Five for years with those characters, and then they put in a one in Street Fighter Five. So, um, I, like, and, it's, and all, of, all this, of course, would be in the RE engine and everything like that, but... I don't want to say the future is bright, but I want to be optimistic about Capcom Fighter. I just want more yeah. Capcom fighting game shit. Because they have such cool characters. Yeah, right. Well, Capcom said they're trying to revive more of their dormant franchises. So who knows what they have working on right now. Because they were... I mean, they weren't doing great for a while. Yeah. But it seems like they're really trying to come they, back. They now. weren't doing great. Then fucking RE, Monster Hunter... What's the other one I keep forgetting about? There's like Devil May Cry. Devil May Cry all fucking hit huge. Yeah. They become huge, like big IP sellers for people with things. So the RE most a lot of it probably thinks to the RE engine the I mean mostly it's Resident Evil Monster Hunter with Devil May Cry kinda of sitting at a long third place. But it still did great and people loved that game. And it had the Virgil update and everything right around the uh, PS5 Xbox Series X launch. So I feel like if they could somehow tap that success and transfer to, because their fighting division is the one thing that been, has been lacking, and bring that sort of like energy to that, then I think we could have another Capcom fighting renaissance. I mean, Mega Man is also lacking. That's true, but at least he's had a game <laughs> within the past like six years. Um, yeah, true. true. Let's get a Mega Man fighting game. Yeah, like uh, the fun. old the old arcade ones. Um, power from, Power uh, Battle the 90s. Power Battles. Power Battle. Yeah, Power Battles. But I'm I'm talking like like character versus character, not like boss rush. Uh, you could have boss battles. I think that'd be cool. But actually have like, uh, you know, a character versus character Mega Man fighter. Did you know that uh, SNK versus Capcom had a zero for Mega Man Zero in it? No, yeah, he's in it. I didn't know Mega Man Zero was in any games except i think project x zone was he in that one no not that zero i think it was regular zero yeah, just regular zero okay um yeah so who knows the the partnerships are there they've worked with namco they've worked with uh namco Bandai. they've worked with um with s they've been working with snk within the past year they had to so we'll see um but um uh i, I think i think that about wraps it up i think what we all know we we want to see quick one last question what is a fighting game franchise that you want to see Capcom fighting game franchise that you want to see come back that has been gone for at least twenty years? Justin, I know this is a hard question for you, but oh, um, you can say Power Stone if you see. That's the thing is I don't know what games are. You can say Power Stone or Capcom. Like I can think of the things that I've played on my arcade cabinet, and I'm like, this is really cool. But I don't know if it's Capcom or not. Do you want me to give you Power Stone? You can say Power Stone. <sighs> that's the Dreamcast thing, right? Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's okay. I know, like, Lowe's gonna, like, Uh-oh. unfriend me, but it's okay. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, hmm. Actually, you know what? Let's go with, let's go with Garu, Mark of Wolves. That's us in case. That's, or is that not, that's, that's Oh, that's okay. Not, you would be asking for another uh, Fatal Fury, which is also what people want. So you're not wrong. Yeah, right. People want a new, new Fatal Fury game. They haven't they haven't finished Fatal Fury ever since Garo, so Has there so there hasn't been a Fatal Fury in over twenty years? Yes. Nope. It's oh, all been okay. King of Fire. Yeah, sure. Fatal Fury, why not? There you go. Let them have that answer. I know there's a better answer, but it's a lot. Ta- or how about is Techromancer a thing? That Lo just put had that in the chat earlier. Is that a Capcom thing? Um 
Don't know. I didn't see anything in the chat on my end. Maybe it hasn't shown up yet. Techromancer. Uh, I don't know if that's Catcom. Because there's... Si um, Capcom. Yeah. Techromancer. Okay. Because that's dope. It's like another like robot battler. Okay. Alright, cool. I'll give you that one. Um, okay, Tyler. I want to see another Rival Schools. Like, I haven't played the series properly, but the characters do look cool. I do love me some 3D fighting games. Uh, you gotta have Sakura in there, because she was in uh, the first one, at the very least. I do remember that. But... From what I, from what I've seen of uh, Akira in Street Fighter V, there is kind of a bright future uh, if uh, of that being in the realm of possibility. So, who knows? If we see Arrival Schools three, I definitely be excited to play it. So this one's mine, and just and it's a three D it's a three D Capcom fighting game. So it's not a sprite based one, but it's one I've always wanted to play, but never could find it anywhere. I want Star Gladiators to come back. Um, nice. It's basically they're like we're gonna make a Star Wars fighting game, but with using like like our own characters. So like they have lightsabers and like the very own Capcom aesthetic. Uh, Hayato, who is huh. a character, is the main character. Uh, he, he's in Marvel vs. Capcom too. Uh, I just always like that aesthetic, um, and uh, I I I love that name, Star Gladiators. It just sounds like a cool name. Um, so yeah, right. if like who like. That to me is what I would want to see come back is is Star Gladiators. Um, it's something that even in like costumes and stuff they don't really touch on it too much, and I think that aesthetic is so cool. Um, no, actually I'm wrong. No, uh, Chun Li has a uh, has one of the characters has like a Chinese dress in Star Gladiators, and oh, yeah, that's right. Chun Li has that costume. It has weird ass knee pads, but besides that, it looks cool. Oh. So there you go. Uh, Star Star Gladiators um, uh, would be would be my choice to come back. All right. So, got for the record, my my real answer was um, dark Darkstalkers, but we had already talked about that one, so yeah. I wanted to do something well, you else. You want to do Darkstalkers? Tough. You could you Darkstalker if if this Clackbomb Fighting Collection does well, you're more likely to get Darkstalkers than both of our guesses. That's for sure. Probably for sure. And who knows? Let's let's hope that's good. Okay, guys, we're going to call it there for tonight's show. What do you th want out of Capcom's future fighting releases and what do you, what do you, from Marius Modes, or what, and what franchises do you want to see come back in uh, future installments, uh, reboots otherwise? So let's go ahead and kick it over to Justin. Justin, can you please tell the lovely people they can find you at? You can find me if you look for Zero Score on Twitter or YouTube or Twitch. Um, I will eventually get back to YouTube stuff, probably. Um, but, uh, Thursday nights, um, this, the same Twitch channel, um, I am currently going through Metroid Dread again against Ben this time. Um, and it's been really fun. We had our, our first session last time. Um, he got through Kraid. I kind of went a different route. Um, I haven't gotten Kraid yet, but I'm, it's, it's a, it's a tricky thing to race because I like to sequence break that game. It's fun. Um, so like. It's going to be hard to say who's, like, in the lead or whatever, basically, until we beat it. Pretty um, much. Yeah. But it's been fun to see the different ways we go. Uh, and I'm still trying to, you know, I, I try to be the helpful racer. Like, I don't want... Like, I know how frustrating it is to get stuck for a long time. So, like, if I see he's struggling, I'll be like, oh, yeah, I'll, you know, look at the screen. And be like, yeah, go go that way. Um, just, you know, just FYI. 
Um, so like, it it's not really a race, is the point. <laughs> Such a darn good sport. Yeah, we're just hanging out and playing Metroid Dread together. Tyler, please. You can follow me on Twitter at HeyIt'sThatTy. Check the pinned tweet to take you to my YouTube channel, Home of Tire Shoes Reviews, where I review old-ass fighting games for your pleasure. Also, I'm streaming again on uh, Twitch.tv slash TireShoes1, where I play online Yu-Gi-Oh! Master Duel matches. Probably some other things if I'm feeling like it, so stay tuned for any future updates. And you can follow me at twitter.com slash MarvelousIggy. Uh, and, of course, you can catch me live at twitch.tv slash Iggy2814. Um, and uh, we, I stream four times a week and may detriment to my sleep schedule at uh, six, all at 6 p.m. Center Time, which is Saturday, Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Uh, very excited because finally we're starting the Final Fantasy VI Pixel Remaster. So that's exciting. Oh, yeah. Um, it launches this Wednesday. Uh, also, I'm officially starting the Subgore Reward that you all smashed on my fucking birthday. Uh, we'll be playing Super Mario Sunshine for the foreseeable future on Tuesdays. So Outer Worlds is going to go on hiatus, playing some Super Mario Sunshine. I promise to try not to get as frustrated as humanly possible. Uh, <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Um, Good luck, my dude. And uh, there you go. And, of course, we'll be playing some co-op stuff with... Uh, Thomas on Saturday and don't forget to go to our main site chartshot.com which got a huge oversight thanks to this guy over here to my where are you left or right where you are left over this way yes nope this way other left there you go he's right there Uh, (laughs) like Zangief from Street Fighter the movie (sighs) Um, so uh, (laughs) redesign our new blue and silver look I hope you guys like it I like it Um, uh, also if y'all have any uh, cool like landscape type game art for me to add to the slideshow behind us please send that my way uh it's a pretty short loop right now <laughs> and okay. uh go, and of course go to com for all our shows including the cinema shot uh podcast where me and tyler are quickly and almost to the finale of our uh watch through of, Dra- of the dragon ball z movies and of course we'll be doing a watch along with justin for dragon ball evolution soon um and uh, we haven't decided what our next movie is, but you again, just watch out for the Twitter feed for our poll. And go check out the wrestling slam-alongs that I do with Thomas. The most recent episode that is live as of now is WrestleMania 12. And actually, me and Thomas break down the tragic uh, feud between Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels. How two friends, and through misunderstanding and jealousy and rage, become bitter enemies and leading to horrible, horrible passing in their lives. They're fine now, though. They're, they made up in, like, 2009. Um... But it was, it was interesting going down that, so go look for that. And then the co- show coming up afterwards will be this Tuesday in Texas, which is a small little pay-per-view that we did and we actually had a, that we had a lot of fun with. Uh, the hiatus is officially over, so the poll should be live. Uh, there will be a poll starting on Tuesday on which uh, pay-per-view that you guys want me and Thomas to watch next. Thank you all for listening, everybody. Uh, again, thoughts out to the Ukrainian people tonight. Uh, we will see you all next week. Uh, same charge time, same charge channel. Same charge channel. Say that three times fast. Uh, un- same charge channel, same charge channel, same charge channel, same charge channel. Yeah, there you go. No, nope, I actually didn't do it. Uh, right. And until next time, guys, stay charged. Are you stay okay, Buster Wolf? <laughs> I don't know what that was. That was Terry Super. <laughs>